Demarie McCaskill is the founder and owner of Dora Grace Bridal, named after her two grandmothers. Dora Grace has been fitting brides and prom dates and more in Fort Collins since 2011 and opened a second location in Windsor in January of 2023. The second location came along as an unplanned opportunity of sorts and has allowed Dora Grace to expand their design offerings and demographics. Timory wasn't a bride looking for a better experience for future brides, nor was she a retail expert looking for a niche or an instinctively entrepreneurial person, but she did notice an opportunity after the failure of Mountain Avenue Bridal in 2009. There was no longer a cool and local bridal store for the every woman. You could have a super expensive boutique experience or the David's Bridal corporate experience, but really nothing in between. She soon started talking with friends about this problem and later engaged a bit with the Small Business Development Center and then started working on a business plan. And before she knew it, she was talking to bankers and landlords and then bada bing, bada boom. She's got a location and an SBA loan and she quits her job and she's a business owner. After a couple years of bumps and bruises, her superpowers of curiosity and tenacity helped her find traction in the business, and she's evolved over the years to be a light-touch, systems-building, employee-empowering lady boss. But she'd cringe at all those labels, and that's why she's fun. Timory is a former, and I hope future, member of Local Think Tank, and every conversation we've shared has been full of dynamic learning and idea chasing. And this one is no different. She pulls back the curtain on the bridal industry, Envy criticizes the Best of NoCo Awards, and shares many lessons from the journey. So please enjoy, as I did, my conversation with Timory McCaskill. Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Loco Experience Podcast. On this show, you'll get to know business and community leaders from all around Northern Colorado and beyond. Our guests share their stories, business stories, life stories, stories of triumph and of tragedy, and through it all, you'll be inspired and entertained. These conversations are real and raw, and no topics are off limits. So pop in a breath mint and get ready to meet our latest guest. Welcome back to the Loco Experience. I'm pleased today to be joined by Timory McCaskill. And Timory is the owner and technically president, though she doesn't call herself that, at Dora Grace Bridal. Yes, that is so, correct. Why don't you call yourself the president? <laughs> I always... Um... I think one thing people should know off the bat about me is that I really kind of go... You're very pretentious. I'm very pretentious. No, (laughs) I really hate this whole girl boss mentality. um, And it shocks me even that I'm an owner of something. So it's really for tax purposes only that I have have to be be the president. Somebody's (laughs) got to be the president of the company. Yes, exactly. Um, Have you ever considered the title uh, HMFIC? You know what that is? Yeah, that's the one. Because <laughs> that would kind of show that you're definitely away from that kind of girl boss kind of attitude. And yeah, it's all those kind of like chief officer of fun or chief fun officer. Just that's not my vibe. I'm just yeah, I'm here business. doing my business. <laughs> I do good business. And do you want the dress or not? Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. <laughs> I am fun, but not on paper. I so guess. Um, you were telling me before we started that it's you're kind of tearing the two Dora Graces mm-hmm. in Fort Collins and Windsor. So can we just set the stage yeah. uh, a little bit about you know where they're at? What yeah. do they do? How many people work there? Oh my gosh, so many. No, I was just making <laughs> Christmas cards. We just yeah. had our company party on Sunday and I was writing cards to everybody and my husband, it was like an hour and a half later, he's like, are you still doing this? I'm like, I have so many people that work for me now. <laughs> so yes, it takes a minute. There are 13 of us total, including myself. 
Um, and I opened up my second location in January. So we're coming oh, up on a past. year okay. mm-hmm, of the new Windsor location. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but that is becoming more of kind of an outlet store. Okay. And so it's going to be rebranded to Door Grace off the rack, which is yeah. what the Instagram is now. Is that like uh, already been used stuff and different yeah. things like that or just stuff you couldn't sell in the main both. store? Both. Mm, very uh, much But both. also sometimes you get big blocks of deals and stuff, I suppose, and you don't want to... I haven't gone into that yet, but you're right. So some stores that operate on that off-the-rack model only... Right. Goes to the designers, buys these big block deals, and tries to sell those off. Fortunately, I have a store that kind of feeds that store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have to do that quite yet, and it's actually kind of a win-win. Getting rid of inventory in my main location has been, like, you know, even when I started Loco back in the day, that was, like, the number one thing that was a pain in my butt. So um, having this second location to scoot everything over there and give it a second life has been really good. But it's basically... Staples at our store that have been discontinued or that just aren't moving that will move over there. Yeah. And we have a couple that we can reorder from, but that's basically what it is. Then can they get the good stuff there too in Windsor? Um, they can get the good the, stuff. It has been so much just back kidding. and forth this year. No, you're, it could be any week is a different story over there. So yeah. right now you can get the discontinued samples, but also some of the newer stuff and you can reorder that potentially if you want to but it's maybe a little bit less premium price point uh, no if i Not have to that. reorder it it's full price oh yeah gotcha. so yeah mm-hmm. fair enough so you said 13 people so that's split between the two stores is split the be- yep. is the mothership fort collins or are they similar sizes my flagship store um yes so Door Grace Fort Collins is quite large. We have four fitting rooms that are for bridals. We have a second kind of private fitting room area that we have parties in. Girl parties. Girl parties. And when the entourage gets over four people, we move them to this special area. And then we have a prom section, mother of. Um, We don't carry bridesmaids anymore. And then Windsor was previously a bridal salon. Okay. Um, And so... It's a little smaller. I have two fitting rooms, you know, like maybe uh, not even a quarter of the inventory over there. Oh, so, wow. okay. yeah, it's just a little a little yeah. guy. Well, it's a Windsor size. Yeah, store. it's Windsor size. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We love it. Um, and maybe we should jump into that right now. Like, okay. Was this a, like, did the other store go out of business? Did you acquire I came them? in and strong armed <laughs> Well, they wanted to get out of their lease sometimes is how that works. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Or is that not in my, in my business? I mean, I'll listeners? say it, I guess. She's not going to listen to this. Um, but so last. That's the kind of attitude I like. Yeah. With this. <laughs> no, she may. Who knows? I don't think she's very Podcasts on top of her happy. business yeah. podcast, let's say. Fair. Okay. Um, so last year I was kind of having a conversation with my friend who is a commercial broker. Mm. And I just said, you know, it was a really great year. I've got all this money. Um, what can I do with it? I want to buy a building. That would be my dream. And so I said, you know, what would be a really fun size for a second location would be the size of this old store in Windsor. Right. And she said, well, why don't I reach out to the owner and see, you yeah. know, who it is? Because I thought at the time that this old owner owned her building. Mm. And so she came back to me and said, she is not the owner. And the landlord said that, he is He'd accepting sell it in a minute. offers. Actually, has another <laughs> offer on the table because ABC was 
not paying her rent. Uh. Um, so I said, great, let's put an offer together, blah, blah, blah. He wanted way too much for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's downtown Windsor. You know, it's popping off. And he just thought yeah. it was worth yeah, so Everybody much. thinks that, you know, their turd is the shiniest. Yeah, exactly. And I said, well, thanks. But no, you know, but if, you know, she does break her lease, I'm happy to swoop in. It was honestly the worst two months of my life because he told me I had a, a letter of intent out for this. Okay. And at one point he was just like, I'm not going to rent to her. I've got this other deal. And we were like, well, you've already signed this letter. You Like this is a yeah. deal that has already been in place. And so I was making plans to have this second location and the rug kind of got like swept underneath mm. me, swept out from underneath so me. So this was like the fall of this was um or... This was, think- so I was doing a couple things. <laughs> So I was talking to her landlord and then also kind of working my contacts with my designers who also sold to her. And Mm. I said, hey, I don't want to like come out and ask her, but you talk to her if she's having issues. Like I want to come in. consider selling her her business or getting out of her lease or whatever. Exactly. Something. So I'm like working all angles, trying to get her to like be done. And um, from what I understand, she was kind of an absentee owner anyways. And Mm. so I think she kind of struggled letting it go. But once I was like, Hey, it's in good hands. I'll take care of your brides. You know? Um, I've been there for a long time. Yeah. So it probably was more active before, but probably whatever. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so we'll say she was, um, but yeah, she eventually called me Thanksgiving week and was like, I'm considering this. I had never met her before. I didn't oh, wow. know her. And so you using like all these... email chain or something like that. To no, this not even that. Nothing. I had only worked through my like designers right, right. and my reps and they're like, oh. so um, long story short, she was like, yes, I'm ready to get out. And I was like, great. I only want your inventory. So I wasn't worried about buying her business, right. having that there's name. There's no value necessarily yeah. to that. Um, not to me. Even existing least. clients are going to be like, well, yeah. there's a new person that owns the Windsor Bridal Store. Yeah. And it may have. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it was it had a good repu- good enough sure. reputation. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I went in my brand in there and I just liked the space more than anything. And so finally got her to say yes. And then my landlord, this guy was like, no, we've got like the chamber moving in or something. I'm like, Duh. So it was so frustrating and this is like the second time in my life that i've had to fight for my store to like happen um and so my my one accountant friend that i had he's like you know my wife and i call you um plucky he's like that's the best term we have for you and so i had to google it and it's basically somebody that like that would be a really good chicken name. Yeah, I, my wife and I have chickens. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, next time one who get... will not like yeah, do what they're the supposed fighter, to do. Yeah, yeah. the fighter. <laughs> exactly. So that was you know I fought him and you know we negotiated a little bit and now it worked out. But and it now was... he's your landlord. Now he's my landlord. But he still thinks his building is worth way too much money to oh, sell yeah. it to you. Yeah, I mean there's in my contract is a clause like first right of refusal. But mm. well, that's I good at least. Know. I don't know if I would even now that I'm in there. I don't know if it's like something I would want long term. Yeah. It's a converted gas station, mm. and I think yeah, there's always potential liabilities associated with that and stuff. And yeah, you can definitely tell where like the cars used to go in, and they're like kind of drops off. <laughs> In the fitting room, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so, so did you yeah. spend? You still have your war chest? Then you're gonna buy something? Cool? No, I don't. So that all went <laughs> to buying. Yeah, buying this inventory like in the store. <laughs> so yeah, so that was from. 
it was literally the Thanksgiving week. I got the call from her saying she would be done. And then I got him to sign a lease with me mid-December. And then we opened January 21st. So it was really fast and furious. And I had gone in being like, no. I'm just gonna move that's a couple good things for you, around. You were like, things were too easy for a while, anyway. Things were way too easy, and that's you know, I told I told somebody the other day. I said, you know, I just went ahead and ruined my really perfect life by opening up <laughs> the second list. <laughs> but it's been good. I mean, I I don't think I give myself enough credit because it's the first year of business because I it was a store before. Right. I thought it'd be a little bit that different. was struggling. True, but I don't know. On paper, we would lose brides to her, you know? And so, you know, come to find out, she's just giving away dresses, and that was part of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what was going on. You can sell it. a lot if you don't know how to make yeah, a margin. Exactly. So it was, it's been an interesting year, and my staff, I honestly like have to speak so highly of them because they made it all happen. They got like boots on the ground over there, got everything going. And every time we have a pivot, um, which has been like three different times this <laughs> yeah, year. When you change your mind, they all have to change their Yeah. Actions. And they get it. I mean, they know why it's happening, but it's just, you know, they're the ones that have to implement it for the most part. Yeah, and yeah. they just do it with such like grace. And Do you want to talk about the pivots? Oh, sure. So, well, the first pivot was like, I was just going to kind of throw some new furniture in there and go about my way. But as soon as we were in there, I was like, I hate everything about this place. (laughs) And so I was like frantically getting new carpet. I think I yelled at the guy from Carpet Exchange like five times. I'm like, you should be fired. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Carpet Express guy. I mean, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) That was the worst customer service I've ever been to. I won't get into it, but don't shop there. So they, I did not use them for carpet in the end. Um, but just remodeling the whole place within like this short time. Yeah, while well, you got a bunch of inventory in there and yeah. stuff or whatever. So that was like the first and pivot. And it's spring. Yeah, well, now. it's the yeah. wedding season's coming. Well, fast. our busy time is January through March. And oh. so I'm like, okay, we have to be open. I thought I would literally like kind of just swoop in and open my doors. But there was that, you know, month time period where she was closing, we were opening, nobody knew what it was called. Like it was a lot, you know. Yeah. So that was the first. And then the whole um, reason I wanted that location was because she could carry – this is going to get boring for people who, like, don't care about wedding dresses. No. But <laughs> she carried a line that I couldn't carry because of territory in my Fort Collins oh. location. And it was a very good-selling line, and our other competitor in town does very well with it. So I said, great. She's going to leave. I'm going to swoop in. I'm now going to carry all the lines in town. Um because it was and, just outside of that territory yes. or something now. Yes. So, and we have a good reputation in Fort Collins. I'm like, oh, people will go 20 minutes to Windsor and just shop there. They didn't. They were right. like, where's Windsor? Like, we <laughs> don't know if we want to go all the way there. <laughs> and then we were like, it's 20 Meanwhile, minutes door to door. Literally. Far as an old town from their house at Fossil Creek Ranch. Yes. <laughs> and we would get Wyoming girls. So it's like 80% of our people are from Wyoming and they just like, would go to Denver after us, but not understand going to Windsor. Yeah. So it's, brides are weird. Um, but then I found out that because she kind of did more off the rack sales, meaning you take that dress and you just go. Yeah. Um, and she could discount them more that way. She kind of got like a reputation for being this like, like the dis- affordable wedding dress place. Yes. Which is one of my SEO hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, so I said, in July, there's this national bridal sale event, and I kind of 
told my rep who at some point when I wasn't going to have that store because he wouldn't sell, you know, lease to me, mm-hmm. said, well, you can still carry this brand in for Collins because oh. he wanted that business, basically. Okay. So I was like, okay, this national bridal sale event is coming up. I'm just going to move this line to my Fort Collins store and make this like a month long sample sale and see how that does. And so July when we did that, so this is literally like moving our entire inventory from one to the other, the first pivot, second pivot, maybe. Um, that was like the first month that we made our goal oh. for the year. So okay. we were like, great, this is a discount <coughs> store. Working. People like this, what we're doing. And it went like that up until, um, November 15th, I get this very frantic call from my rep because the reason I can't carry that, you know, line in my store is this other store has it. And so they got wind of people trying you over there. Yes. Freaked out. He was like, I think there was a miscommunication, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like, yeah, I think there was. And so we had to then swap everything back. But we didn't swap everything back. It's still mostly off the rack. Now we have that line, which honestly, now that I have it, I'm like, it's fine. I could maybe do without it. So moved it back over there. If we sell it off the rack, it's fine. If they want to purchase it new, they can do that too. Yeah. Okay. But yes, Lord. you're right. That was a long, boring. Oh pivot. my God. I know. <laughs> it's boring to do it. But I think it, what, it, what it does though is it goes a little bit to help the mind of the non-entrepreneur understand a little bit of the... <laughs> Not franticness, but about the constant decision tree that yes. business people face. Well, because, yes, I mean, once we were like, okay, I have to relay to my team that we can't do this. So there's communication going out about that. Mm-hmm. They have to physically move everything from one inventory system to a different inventory system. <laughs> right. And then our website has to convey that message that this line is no longer in Fort Collins. It's only in Windsor. So right. it's all these like, oh yeah, you know, you're so sounding the alarm. Yeah. How, how do people find you? I mean... <laughs> Good question, Kurt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let I mean, me I know. You do some SEO stuff, <laughs> yeah. right, or whatever, and do you advertise? Like, do you are you know on the radio and magazines or newspapers? It is. It is mostly word of mouth. Oh, congrats on your best of no code. Oh, thanks. By the way, oh, didn't that's see you at the, the party. funny story. Well, so I've been boycotting best of no code for oh, the last two years. Okay. It was not even a category. Best, bri- best bridal shop was not a category for okay. a very long time. And like much to my chagrin, it became one a few years ago. And so it's a very long voting process. It's yeah. from July to September. Months. Yeah. Months. The best marketing they could ever ask for. Right. You know, and so we would blow up our brides with these requests for votes. Right. It would be all over our social media, you know, like just Yeah, that's all you thought about for three months. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, free advertising for them. Right. Um, and yet when you win, they want to charge you $1,500 for an ad. <laughs> right. So I, I love. And they sold a lot of ads this year. People love that stuff. <laughs> they drink the Kool-Aid. And I, it's so funny when you meet somebody who's deflected like me and we're just like, no. Um, but. But you still won. So we won the first two years, and then I was like, I don't want to put our brides through this. It's so much work on our end just to kind of, like, do it. So we didn't do anything the last two years. <laughs> and you still won? No. Oh. So the uh, my competition won the last two years, Oh, I you think? didn't win last year, this year? We won this past oh, year. okay. But the two previous years when we weren't voting, okay. we didn't. Yeah. Because why would we? Right. Um, and... 
so they would, you know, put some stuff out on the socials, kind of bragging. And I was like, okay, I think they're getting a little too big headed. It's time to make a comeback. And so this year, I think we sold, we sent out one text <laughs> and won it. So it's, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, uh, we won the best local podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congrats. And uh, you know, I bought a, We'll check out my plaque. I know. Yeah, Should I get the plaque? Pack. I got that email yeah, today. It's three hundred dollars or what? No, it's American? only hundred bucks. I don't but know. Still. It's still it's it's a lot for a plaque. It, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be a money printing machine for that. That business. contest is making them all the money in the world. All the money. Well, they probably lose money on all the rest of their stuff almost. But that contest. No, like, I mean, have you ever money. tried? I mean, their magazine is a an advertisement. Oh, I know, and they. It's like three grand, like b- base price to get a decent ad. Yeah, I got burned one time from them. Like I used to advertise, and I shouldn't. Yeah, talk we shouldn't talk about all about this in okay. too much public. <laughs> they do a lot of good. Yeah, like they bring a lot of visibility and activate people's audiences. Yeah, and... I think that they're well known in the community, and but I just don't know if and, that's and like it's, what's it's definitely a pay to play kind of thing. A hundred percent, and it's not necessarily the best of noco. It's like who wants to dance to our dance. The loudest, and we sent an. E- I was like, "Oh shit, that deadline's tomorrow." Alma, we gotta send an email out to our whole everybody to ask them to vote for the podcast. Right, I know, <laughs> and we won. There you go. I so, think it's like yeah, that one little like. Hey, well, tallest take a midget. There aren't that many local <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> well, that date night got the second one right. Yeah, something, yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. I haven't but, either. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes. Um, so talk to me about the industry that you're in a little bit, like business cycles and stuff you said january through march yeah. is the the high point yeah I for think, you i think people are surprised by that we're in weddings weddings happen typically in the summer but we have to they sell buy their dress, their dress. A few months sooner. yeah exactly so um we are pretty slow in the summer which is nice i can give people vacation we have people that graduate and leave nice. so staffing can kind of fluctuate then people get engaged in the winter at the holidays right and then once it finally turns the year of their wedding, they're finally like, oh, I should buy this dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that will help me figure out where I want to have my wedding. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're one of the first two stops. I think lately photographers have been mm. one of the first few stops too. Yeah. But it's typically the venue, the dress, and then everything trickles so down So is that, that ultimately how you get a lot of business is because the venues like you and the photographers like it's you? It's funny. No. It's other brides. It's their yeah. friends. Their yeah. friends have had a good experience. Our staff is really, you know, they're like me. We we have fun. We are not high pressure. We are fun and fashionable and cute, I guess. <laughs> I see. I, I wore my new, nice new local shirt I know, today. It's cute. I, I like the logo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, when I first opened the store, David's Bridal was around. There was a couple other places, but there wasn't a place for who... I, as a future bride, I was single when I opened the store, but, well, I had just met my husband. I think I could say I was single. Singlish. Yeah, singlish. Um, <laughs> gray. So I was like, gosh, I wouldn't go to David's Bridal, but I wouldn't be able to afford anything beyond that. Mm. So I was hoping to make a place yeah. that was cute. And You anticipated my next question. That's your, because David's Bridal is like a big national chain, yeah, right? Yeah, but they're but gone. Like, oh, they're gone. Mm. Oh, the mall killed them? Um, I think they just... Or the whole chain. Yeah, they went bankrupt oh, a few no times. Sure. Oh. So I don't know if they have closed all their stores, but I think all of their Colorado stores are closed. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so. Is there a Mr. Neats around still? No. That's gone? <laughs> That's been gone forever. <laughs> I, know, like gone forever. I don't really do this business. Hey, yeah. we're in Texas all the time. Is so that where you got is, your tux? 
Um, I don't even know. I had Jennifer Lewis on oh, uh, yeah. a few months oh, ago, yeah. and uh, we talked about the Mr. News journey a little bit. Yeah. Um, what? So who is your competitive landscape then? Um, there are a few t- in town. When I opened, it was funny. I had um, SBA funding, and so I had to ha- write okay. this very extensive business plan. Sure. Um, and, a lot of market research and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Some projections, and which was great. I mean, I think I'm in the spot I am now because I had to do all of that. But while I was doing that, maybe in that six-month period, two of the stores that were in my market analysis went out of business. Mm. So... It's a really interesting hmm. yeah. business. I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people get into it because it seems fun. That's the number one <laughs> right. comment we hear. Yeah. And this seems fun. Um, while the mom's like yelling at us in the background. No, <laughs> it's so fun. But um, I think you have to have a little bit of passion for a, a portion of that, but have a good business sense too, yeah, or else sense. you can get underwater really easily. Hmm. Um like, what's the value proposition to, like, why don't people just order their wedding dresses online? Like, yeah, retailers are suffering all over the place. I'm sure <laughs> some do. Okay, so. Well, there's a part where if you're, I mean, you've bought clothes online before. Um, Barely. No? Okay, I, well. I, I basically have boycotted Amazon. and. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I just, I make all my order stuff for me on Amazon <laughs> if I need it. Oh <laughs> I don't even have an account. Or my wife, Jill. I like that. I need a wife. Um. So, <laughs> I would say that you cannot bring your entourage while you're shopping mm. online. Sure. Um, there is something to be said for seeing this kind of a garment on your body. Sure. Even David's Bridal, you know, their stock photos are awesome. I well, would... yeah, because those people have perfect bodies. But <laughs> they also have all the, like, undergarments oh, really? on. Oh, so David's Bridal dresses don't have... Um, so how's this going to look on me if I go commando? Is yeah, like boning at. and things. Like that's how they upsell you there. You're like, yes, this dress is $99, but mm. to make it look good, you need to have a corset and all of this stuff underneath it. And so now it's $2,000. So <laughs> we were actually more competitive with David's than people really understand. Um, so I think that's part of it. People want to like know what a dress looks like on their body. I mean, when we even some brides, we have one color in our store and maybe that dress is available in a a second color, mm-hmm. a colorway as we call it in the biz, um, they cannot imagine it another color. So we have to get this other color in to see it on their body. You know, it's so it's a very yeah. personal garment. Yeah, yeah. And it's I'm tricky. starting to understand a bit. I mean, we've got a box in my basement, you know, up high to make sure that if there's ever a flood down there, it ain't going to get the wedding dress. Exactly. You know, even though it probably will sit there until we die and exactly. somebody gives it away to the state. I don't know. And it's one of those things in the wedding where I know, you know, people make their budgets and some people invest in whatever. Um, but I'm always like, you know, you don't want to spend 200 more dollars on this dress because your budget's very tight. I said, but when you go to hang up a picture, it's not going to be of your centerpiece. Yeah. It's going to be of you in your dress. <laughs> yeah. So make it a good one. Yeah. Make it the one you want. For sure. So. Well, and. I bet everybody listening would like reflect on a time where where they saw the bride come out of the doors mm-hmm. or through the arch or whatever and it was like, Wow, I've never seen that woman look more beautiful. And that's the goal, right? You wanna look the most beautiful you ever have on your wedding day. And what's two hundred dollars? I'm always like, Don't invite your cousin, you know, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Um so do you rent stuff too? 
Like, no. so you're just a, it's a retail business. You buy stuff, you sell stuff, you mm-hmm. custom order if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I work with different designers and I buy inventory from their designs. So let's say one of my designers, twice a year I go and I look at their new collections and they have, you know, maybe 50 dresses that they came out with. I have mm-hmm. to purchase 12 of those. Okay. For example. Right, right. Um, And, you know, they, they all start to look white after a while and <laughs> is that you are you the the buyer so, still mostly or you have helpers with you i have a lot of help my i'm not in the trenches as much as i was when i first started right as you can imagine i mean i i, I know alma's name because right she's alma and there's not that many running around town but um yeah i i definitely value their opinion on what we should get mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day they no, I have the ultimate say. And it's also my store. It's my taste. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also not the target market anymore. Right. So, well, and if your reps are talking to people and they're like, yeah, I wish you had one of these, they yeah. can be like, hey, Timory, next season, get more of these with yes. the open back or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I take into account, you know, I think I think when I we go to buy – they don't always hear the reps saying, hey, this is a really hot dress in your region, mm. or this is why this is a hot dress in your region. And so in my opinion, I'm like, well, this dress kind of sucks, but we should get it. <laughs> right. Um, they want to get just what's pretty to them, yeah. and that's not how it works. Like, you have to buy for yeah. your brides. Yeah, anticipate other people's tastes. Yes, and, yeah. You know, there's going to be some brides that want to look more country. Lots of right. country brides. We got lots of country Totally, brides. right? Yeah. And are hip and modern, right? Yeah. And exa- it's not about your taste. It's about your, your customer's taste. Yeah. Um, what else would you have people know about the business as is? We're going to jump in the time machine soon. The business as is. Well, you know, we're just is always... Is there a third store coming? God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> not unless somebody's got something planned. Um, no, I really... Now that this... Windsor location is figured out. I think it's going to be stable. I'm really, I'm looking forward to 2024. We, it was a wild ride through COVID. Mm. Um, we were closed for six weeks as, you know, most retail was. And the remainder of that year was weird. And then 2021 and 2022 were our best years yet. And then, you know, mm. we all saw the writing on the wall, I guess. And, we were like, this is not sustainable. There's no way. But it was the backlog of all those COVID right. brides that didn't get married. And yeah, then they finally, like, thinking. you know, 2022 was the year. And then, so at the end of 2022, and I was like, yes, this is great. Second yeah. location. Um, it just kind of slowed down. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to 2024 being more stable, not only with the second mm-hmm. location, but just like with brides and weddings and getting back to normal. Yeah, that's one interesting thing about your business as I reflect is that like with local think tank, people can choose to or not choose not to buy it, right? Yeah. Like almost an unlimited potential customer. Not unlimited, but yeah. there's a couple 3,000 business people in the region and any of them could be a member. You can't really make people want to get married. No. Like you can get market share away from Amazon or away from your competition in the region or people going to Denver, but you can't really spur demand like people don't just get married so they can buy a dress no (laughs) they they will get married um yeah they'll get married they'll think they're getting married and then they don't we've had a ton of cancellations 
isolation. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Our theory is everybody kind of like got locked down together. Yeah. They were like, let's do this. We're living together. <laughs> they get back out in the wild. Like, and then you they know what? meet you all their suck. friends. Yes. They meet all their friends and family and their real life. And they're like, wait. <laughs> I love it. I think that's got some validity. Right? I like I think that so. hypothesis. It was yeah. really funny. So not funny for our brides, obviously, but it was. It's been an interesting few years with COVID. So should we talk about COVID now? Um, um, yeah. Or do you want to? Yeah, let's do that now while it's fresh. Got to garble it up. Like, As it's uh, coming back up. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. <sighs> uh, can't get caught by the censors. Um, <laughs> so you were a member of Loco at that time, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was. You, you, when were you a member? Like, um, maybe, Gosh, like, I think I started 2017, maybe 2018. I bet it was 2018 because I think I was in the Chiba Hut building. Over, I, I, in the fall. I distinctly remember our first conversation. It was in the fall of 2018. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I I think I was done like maybe spring of 21. Okay. Yeah. Did so, COVID have anything to do with that? Um. <laughs> no, it honestly wasn't. And you know, my group will tell you this. Like I, when it was my turn to present, I kind of felt like I made up problems. Not that like I have everything figured out, but when I had a problem. I salt it like vanilla ice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but you didn't let it fester. It didn't fester. Kinda. I feel like I'm a decision maker, and you know, I didn't really. There wasn't a lot for me to talk about when it was my turn. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was just kind of. Well, what and your happened. business was a lot more stable at that yeah, time. Yeah, it even really already. was. Like, yeah. You had all tons of demand and yeah. stuff. Just the single location that you'd been running for ten years, or it'll more. be thirteen in March. Yeah, and so at that time it was that. 10, yeah. yeah, and so, um, yeah, I think I stayed through COVID because we were all like, whoa, what's... Well, if your staff would have called me and said, Timry's driving us crazy last year, I would have <laughs> called on you and said, hey, maybe you should get some local back in your life. No, they, uh, anyway, they have stuck with... It's this year that they would have called you and been like, hello. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yes. No, this January. Like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. Timry needs you back. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she's, she's scared to admit it, but... <laughs> Ooh, I mean, it, it was an awesome group and like, I've made some really good connections out of yeah. there and um but yeah it was just to the point where I was like I don't know what I'm also contributing to the group you know it gets to you know this you know I don't know what they call it, imposter syndrome where you I guess you but... know you're successful but you're like I don't know what I did to do this so. well but that's uh, mm. that's part of the craft. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back into the. We don't need to. Uh, this is not going to be an interview of why you left local <laughs> think tank and, and what we would have to do to get you back. Although we can <laughs> add that in later. Um, no, but COVID season. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. like where you were. Oh my god, I remember because I remember talking to this friend of mine, and we were also doing a podcast at the time. Oh really? Yeah, and. Before COVID. Before COVID. Well, almost nobody started a podcast before COVID. Yeah, and (laughs) she didn't read the news, and I was like, there's, like, something going on. She's like, what do you mean? And it was just funny. I remember telling her about this, and it was when the cruise ship was, like, Right, right. I remember that. And... And the yeah. NBA was freaking out. Oh, my God, What's going to do it? Oh, yeah, because nothing was going to happen. And finally, my staff, I was... Basically, like, okay, I think we're gonna have to close for two weeks, because hmm. <laughs> at that time it was two weeks. Right, right. We were all gonna to go into lockdown. Yep. Yes, and then it was gonna be you just done. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And you know, nobody ever thought that that was going to work. Never. I mean, like even the people that instructed that to be done knew that that was not going to work. They just didn't want to freak people out. Oh, maybe. I mean, I was for sure like two weeks. We're home. Fix it right up. No, I I knew that was never going to (laughs) work. I did. I was living in a bubble, and but luckily it happened in March. So we are like midway through our busy time. We're cash heavy. I'm sending everybody home, keeping them on the payroll. Yeah, I'm good. And um. I was just telling them, you know, I'll give you projects as we can. Yeah. I hate getting on those, like, message boards with other owners because they are just, like, doom and gloom, you know, and yeah, everyone's yeah. freaking out, like, starting all these, you know, trying dresses on at home and sending things and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and, like, watch my kids and survive. <laughs> um, so then it became, you know, week after week after week. Right. And I had luckily... Well, nobody could get married because you couldn't put you that couldn't many people in a room. Married. Um, the funding, all of the PPP kept me busy. You know, trying to just get all these funds that were coming <laughs> right, available. Right. And, um, but like I said, we were still in an okay spot financially. Like we could, you know, keep people employed for a while. We, um, we needed to be at the store to get shipments. So right. you know, I could pay people to go by themselves and accept UPS. Hey, let's packages. set up a uh, different. Yeah, uh, exactly. Layouts of the floor. Yeah, I Let's know. See what it looks like with that over there. It was interesting. So, um, and my husband, you know, his job—he's an essential employee, which he's not. But he was like, "What's he do?" He works for Caliber Collision. He's a oh, regional manager. For right them. next door to me. Yeah, so that's one of oh, his shops. Funny. Yeah, um, but you know, people gotta get their. I'm like, nobody's driving. Like, why stay <laughs> home with me? Right. Help me. <laughs> um, and. So it was like between him being out all the time and me having a business that I wanted to survive, we were just kind of like, okay, we're going to be okay. Let's take the precautions necessary, make people feel safe and bring people back. And so when we were able to open again, you know, people, I think, thought they were going to get married that summer. Right. So people were like rushing in to get married. We had a really big rush that summer. <laughs> Great June and July. Yes. To the point where I planned, a, you know, a pretty good oh, Christmas right. party. And then they relocked down in September, which was Oh my God. I, I was so depressed. I was so angry. I was mad because we were like closing down again and then not closing. I don't think we had to close again. No, just very masky all the, and all the restrictions and all the restrictions. And yeah, all that came back and nobody was ho- hosting events anymore. And so, you know, I'm like a party person. And when they had to like <laughs> cancel my Christmas party, I was so depressed. And so, um, but then, you know, fast forward, we're out of lockdown. We're back. Yeah, not only pent up demand. Yeah. Uh, but maybe extra demand because extra people demand. were like, I guess I'll get married yes. to you. It's been seven years and this hasn't been yeah. so bad. You know, it's been better than being all by myself locked down for months at yeah. a time. And girls just want to get married. That's who I felt the worst for was like single people living alone. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my God. I would have given them one of my kids though. <laughs> <laughs> just to borrow for the day. <laughs> How old are your children? Oh uh, gosh. No, they're great. The They're about to turn seven, about to turn nine. Okay. So. Well, we'll come back to them in the yeah. family section, but, uh, so, but yeah. that was an interesting... It was an interesting time. And then, you know, 2021, it was... I mean, COVID was great for our business because people would bring 
20 people with them if they could to shop for a dress. Right. And well, so, and people were extra juicy, too. Yeah. They had extra people. So not, we had uh, to be like the, two people. Sorry. Oh, right. And it was magical. Oh, it just didn't require as much of your yeah. time Yeah, because we couldn't have eight people in a room with yeah. us. Yeah, well, and decisions don't have to get made by committee. Yes. It's like me and my bride uh, who do you really, of honor. Yeah, who do you really want here? <laughs> That's great. So that was a blessing. We've kind of kept that in play um, since then. Unless you want to rent the extra special yes. bridal party room. Exactly. Then you can do the full service treatment. Yes. So okay. we got it. Um, <laughs> so some good things came out of COVID. Obviously, you know, busy and blah, blah, blah. But it was it was also an interesting time, I guess, for me on a personal level. I've always been, you know, wondering what I'm doing with the store. And I think I've been trying to, like, get rid of it since 2016 and my accountant's like don't get rid of your store so um I've been hanging in there and trying to like revitalize my passion for it and find new ways and then once COVID hit I was like oh this is a challenge this is a challenge (laughs) a and b (laughs) you might not say that to yourself yeah but it was it was an interesting new development and it also you know I wasn't worried about getting laid off or you know what my future was i was right. completely in charge and that's like my vibe for everything in my life <laughs> yeah. So, yeah yeah um to have like complete control over my future really made me revitalize hmm. my passion with yeah, this yeah. business so it was good and bad in so many ways talk to me about your fear of my fear like as covid rolled in was your fear for your health for your business for mm. your people and how did it change over time i guess in the beginning my parents live here you know they're vulnerable right right um i was worried about them and i was never really we i don't get sick often mm. i'm just not a like getting sick person and we were doing things right like people we with were, littles yeah no i don't they don't they're all over me and i just <laughs> don't get sick still so but it was surprising I didn't get sick until, I mean, I didn't get COVID until May of 22 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm here to talk about it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so not so much like the getting sick, just like keeping, that was when I kind of, you learned who your staff was and like. For sure. Their beliefs, I guess. Yeah. Um, that was well, a, and trying to be trying to satisfy all of those uh, I, was a political nightmare. Sometimes. I had an employee handbook this entire time, but I have never had to call an HR company as many times as I had as I had to during COVID because the weirdest people on my staff came out of the woodwork with like things that I'd never expected from them. <laughs> Interesting. Um, in just weird ways, and so I was constantly like navigating, like, do I have to do this for them? Like, yeah. blah blah blah. I mean, even this past week, we had an employee get COVID, and you know, she was home because it was Thanksgiving and it was coming back, and she's like, "I'm starting to feel better. Do you want me to come back? I'm out of PTO." And I'm like, "Well, if you want to come back, I'm happy to have you come back. You know, like you can max mask up, you can stay in the back because she doesn't meet with brides or anything like yeah, that." Yeah. And, you know, we still had people, like, worried to work Freaking with out. her. Yeah. And I'm like, we are in the world of vaccines. We're in the world of, like, you know, you can take precautions on your own. Like, I was like, this is not 2020. And it's been four days or six days yes. since this person And she's feeling it. better. And she doesn't better. have a fever. Like, we, I was like, I cannot deal with this right now. It was like PTSD from 2020. <laughs> so Flashbacks. Yeah. So, yeah. It was – and so, yeah, as time grew, it was like, okay – worried about health and then I was like okay now I need to like make sure we're going to be opening back up and then there got to be a time period where you know we've got people's dresses coming in and we need <laughs> right. to get them in to try them on and 
you know, our our reps, my designers were forgiving in a way with, mm. you, you know. You didn't have to take all the inventory that you ordered mm, kind of Kind of. I didn't have to pay you for it right away. You could Yeah. <laughs> so. Sell it through the rack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it was just kind of like, okay, like there's like definitely like a, a, a cliff that's coming if we don't open back up soon. Mm. So that's what that got to. And then once we did open, it was like. Now we're busy. Yeah. I mean, we had all these Wyoming people coming down, and they were like, we don't have to wear masks in Wyoming. And I'm like, we're in Colorado. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. So it was just a lot, you know? And I'm just a like a non... I, I don't like confrontation. I will be very blunt with you and honest, yeah, yeah. but I'm not like... Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm kind of that way. I'll do me all yes. day. You do you all day. Exactly. But that kind of mentality yeah. like only made you... A pariah sometimes yes, exactly. in that time and space. You had to decide what you yeah. believed. And I was first, like, "This is fiercely. my store, a eh? like I have like <laughs> laws to follow, ma'am. So you have to put on a mask." And then they would show you these like fake like badges and that they <laughs> like a exemption card yes. or something. <laughs> it was wild. I'm like, I love it. It is. It was crazy. Well, uh, I'm glad that things are more stable now. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, Jump pivot. in the time machine. We're gonna pivot. Jump okay. in the time machine. Yeah. Uh, Is there a music? Is there a transition here? Just right there. We should sing the Back to the Future song. Okay. Uh, do you know the Back to the Future song? What is their main theme song there? Uh, All I can think of is Danger Zone, but that's <laughs> good. Twilight Zone. <laughs> no. no. What is it? That's gonna bother know. me now. Uh, would you care to have a quick karaoke contest? Hey, <laughs> okay. I'm now all about I'm the karaoke. In the Twilight Zone. I don't know this, this Twilight Zone song. This is a madhouse. Feels like. Something I don't know the words. Who's Twilight Zone by? I don't know. It's not that. I don't know. It was on Let's the top of your on. head. I I don't know that. I I can just sing. I okay. can't tell you artists and stuff like that. That's beyond my <laughs> scope. Got you. But uh, I have a list of songs that pop into my head in the shower in the morning. And Twilight Zone is one of them. No, not now, but it might be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you just wrecked it. Um, <laughs> I was living in COVID nation again. I guess. <laughs> Imagine a virus so deadly, you must be <sighs> tested to know if you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm egging you on. Um, so, mm, Timri's four years old. Where yeah. is she? That's what that's the time machine took okay. us to write oh, that wow. time four. and place. I am in Elgin, Illinois. Okay. Uh, that's where just, I just outside of Chicago? Just kinda? outside of Chicago. College town of some sort. No, Elgin's not. A not okay. Mm, not just that a major I know. suburb, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's guess. a big suburb. Um, okay. I grew up, I was there until five, and then we moved to South Bend, Indiana. Okay. So, that's where I grew up. In South Bend. Yeah. So tell me about South Bend. Well, home of Notre Dame. Right. The Fighting Irish. It has to dominate that Everyone, whole culture, right? Yeah. The whole <laughs> it's like Green Bay, but for college football. Yes. And I like to say, you know, the community loved Notre Dame. I wouldn't say that Notre Dame loved the community. Oh, it's yeah. a private college. It's a yeah. very wealthy, you know. Hoity-toity in comparison yes. to the blue collar that surrounds it. Yeah. I worked at the boy- the bookstore there in high school and... um. It was just funny. I stole keychains and mesh shorts, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you don't pay me enough. <laughs> um, no. So you justified I did. stealing I by did. the lack of property. Who knew I would have a retail store in the future? So, <laughs> right. you know, karma. What do you do with your employees if you catch them stealing? Um, you know, I haven't caught anybody stealing yet. Not even giving their friend a hookup on a dress or anything no. like that? No. I mean, sometimes I come back, and there's a weird discount, and I'm like, I don't know this person. Yeah. You know, but it's not like... Nothing like that. Yeah. No. So... Uh, so tell me about Timri uh, in middle school. Oh, my God. I was such a huge dork. <laughs> no, I wasn't a huge dork. I think um, I've always 
not had like looks on my side. And so, what? yeah, my husband will tell you I didn't have a glow up until like 2005. So, <laughs> okay. Maybe not even then, 2007. Interesting. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, but that had to, I had to hone my personality, if you will. Okay. I was always, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of friends, like, and friends with people who I'm like, why did they hang out with me? Because hmm. I was. You were witty and charming. And I guess. Open with your thoughts. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And Would be my guess. Very just like, you know, a In clown. your face. So, yeah, I was. Were you tall? I was like a normal size. So I'm one of those people who appears tall, but I'm yeah. not tall. I just read about this the other day. Even mm. even either like you're tall and you're you don't appear tall, or you're not tall and you, you don't appear have big tall. heels on or nothing. I'm not even five seven. Are you really not? I'm, no, huh. I'm shrinking. All I know. Right. Talk to my doctor. Yeah, I find it hard to believe too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, middle school. I mean, I really liked school. I was always a good student. I always had like a good amount of friends. Um, never got super caught up with boyfriends. Shockingly, if you look back at pictures, it's no surprise. <laughs> I was, I always loved boys, according to my diaries that I just dug up. But um, <laughs> they did not know me. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would go back to high school in a heartbeat. What was your family environment there? What, what did the folks do? Did you have brothers, sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother, Matt. So he is funny. He's only about three years older than me but mm. in school he was four years older mm. so mm. we didn't go to high school together so I was kind of it felt like I was the only child in high school yeah, which is yeah. like a time when you kind of come into your own and are breaking the rules and doing all that stuff and so it was looking back it, it's interesting yeah. um we're close enough we're not like calling everybody and you know every day he, yeah, yeah. he grew up and I grew up and then you know yeah our my mom and dad are awesome they're still married still they, back there no, we moved them out here in 2018. Oh. Um, my nephew was a little bit older, and my kids were young, and so they decided they would come out to Colorado and cool. leave their house of 30 years. And wow. Yeah, we never hear about it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Bring literally everything they had with them out here. So, um, But it's awesome. We're so glad they're out here. But yeah, it was, I mean, I had a really good childhood. Yeah, fairly straightforward, know. sounds like. Very. <laughs> um what was the next step for you? Mm-hmm. I so, guess I guess high school was next, but were you a good student all through? I was. I and was tell me about the first so time you smart. really got in trouble. <laughs> the first time? Oh, I'll tell you about the first time I got in trouble. So it's funny. I never really... Well, if you ask my parents, it was third grade and I got like the gifted and talent, like mm. the gifted and talented letter yeah, yeah. home in the mail and they just made so much fun of me. They were like, oh, you're gifted. So smart. You know, like they did not let me have a minute with that at all. And so I was just kind of grew up being like, well, this is how kids are. Like everyone yeah. is smart. Um, and then the first time I got in trouble was seventh grade. There was, I was in band, played the trombone, mm. and there was a band concert. That might have been what chased the boys away. I mean, <laughs> anyway. first chair, they didn't want to compete. <laughs> so um, there was a band concert and a track meet on the same night, which was, you know, a big deal, okay? Because if you were in track, you had to go to band. Right. You couldn't run track. Uh, I was only in band, not in track, but, you know, solidarity. Yeah. Um, and in seventh period, we were going to walk out. The band was anybody who was in tracker band. Oh, really? I honestly think the whole seventh grade had plans to walk out, from what I remember. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm in this class and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I closed my literature book and like four of us got up and walked out of the class. And that was all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we like meet up in the hallway of the middle school and like nobody else is there. 
But I was like, hey, I made a promise to my <laughs> friends we were doing this. And I'll never Who was the organizer it. of this? I don't know. I have no idea. But I was <laughs> were like, they even there? No, I'm like sold. Like, I'll get up in class. What's going to happen to me? You're an anti-authoritarian. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not. I'm such a rule follower. Well, it doesn't mean you're not an anti-authoritarian. Okay. Maybe like, that was I'll it. follow the rules too, unless you think you're my boss. Yeah. And or then, maybe... Yeah, somebody's being no. wronged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Justice warrior. Yes, yes. Maybe that's more accurate. I think that is. Um, and I'll never forget it because it was a solar eclipse that day. Oh, wow. So when my mom picked me up, because obviously I like had to go home the rest of the day, um, she was disappointed to say the least. And she's like, don't look up. It's the eclipse. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sun is actually less bright on other yeah. days. But... Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny. Um, I'll just always remember that. And it's just, it's. It's so kind of on and off brand for me. Like, yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, so that was middle school. And then high school, I was a good kid. I mean, yeah. didn't Didn't do... really get into trouble. You... I didn't get into trouble. I mean, I did sneaky things, but I'm smart. You know, smart right. the whole time. Yeah, you don't get caught. Don't get caught. If you're, if you're going to do bad things, yeah. don't get caught. My mom caught me with like a pack of cigarettes once, which like, I, I don't know why, but everyone smokes in high school, right? You're all like doing that. Um, and she woke me up one morning and she's like, what is this? And I was like, what do you think <laughs> well, it is? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to like go all the way to the gas station that sold it to me. There was like one notorious gas station where it was <laughs> like the, the only self-serve really. one in town. <laughs> right. Or like full service one. So that's where we did it at. <clears throat> and she like chewed them out. You know, and she's like, this girl is 16 years old. Like, oh, you right. sold They'd, it to her. Oh, and they fill up with gas yes. for service. And then, oh, would you give me a pack of Marlboro yes. Lights, too? Yep. Sweet thing. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> too smart. I was, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to do. I think I was, like, just, you know, yeah. trying to break the rules where I could because nobody cared. You know, I just kind of, like, yeah. was a just good. Just testing boundaries, testing really. Testing boundaries. Yeah. I mean, it's like baby birds don't just fly. Like, yeah. they got to flap their wings for a while before they Exactly. Jump. I was a huge klepto. Like, there was a time when I was, like, really? always, like, Mm, Interesting. That sounds contrary to the justice enforcer. I know. <laughs> persona. It's weird. So, yeah, I don't like to. I don't, yeah, it was a weird time. Never did any time for that or never got did any actually time. busted. No, it was the time of, I'll never forget it. So, it was when I was working at the bookstore, which I had gone on to as my second job because my first job was factory card outlet in that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, they sell very cheap cards. I made four twenty five an hour there, and I was pumped about it. But then, when the Notre Dame bookstore was hiring at six twenty five, I had to go. And then you still weren't satisfied. I mean, you started stealing. Their yeah, shit. I was like, it was the time of cargo pants, like baggy <laughs> cargo pants. So, and I had to wear an apron, and so I had to. I would put the mesh shorts like down my pants, pull my apron over it, go to the bathroom, put the shorts on, and then I would put keychains in my pockets. Oh gosh. It was bad. How many keychains did you need? <gasps> I mean, my friends you needed keychains. <laughs> <laughs> paid three bucks a piece for them. <laughs> we had, I still have a pair of the mesh shorts that I sold, queen. so, you know. <laughs> so funny. So, um, yeah, so now to get back to the, yeah. the proper next big transition point. And by the way, what what year did you graduate? I high graduated in ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. So I thought you were maybe more younger than me, but I great, don't know. love to hear that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> clean living. <laughs> clean living. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I wish. Um. So, was off to college, or I assume that was part of your journey. Yeah. Not? Yeah, it was. Um. I, that was another thing that was always, you know, I think my life was always a a 
a succession of assumptions, like you know, kind of assumed. Assumed that, I would go to college. Yeah, of course. Unless she gets really good this. grades, she was in the gifted and talented way back in Girl. third grade or something like that. No, no, I was pre med. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, I had done this whole like medical explorers thing. I mean, I was taking honors physics. Yeah, your girl was smart. I cheated my way through that class, but that's okay. Um, who needs physics? Well, the universe does. Yeah, engineers. <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if the universe needs <laughs> physics or physics needs the universe, but we've all got computers. Um, so yeah, I I just knew that I didn't want to go to IU or Purdue where everybody else was going. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of probably the first, you know, stray from the norm of my life that yeah. I decided to do, and so. The summer before you decide on colleges, I worked with this gal who went to the University of Tennessee. And at the time, they had like a really good football program, yeah. went down to a game. I was sold. Um, so, yeah. And it was far, but it, not so far. Yeah. You couldn't drive home for the weekend if you really wanted to. Yeah. I had, you know, I had scholarship money from Ohio State. And I said, no, no, I would like to pay for all of my college. Thank you. <laughs> Your parents were like, <laughs> my parents didn't know. You know, I was like first gen. Really. Yeah, same. My brother was the first one to go to college. You know, they didn't. Yep. They just knew we would get financial aid and call it a day. Right, right. And it was good at that time. Like, if you didn't make a bunch of money, you could get Pell Grants. Yeah, and exactly. things, too. Totally. And at the time, Tennessee was not unaffordable, I yeah, guess. Yeah, So they were excited for me. Yeah, adventure. I mean, I wasn't like, yes, they have a great pre-med program, which I probably should have thinking back, <laughs> you know? Right, could have sold that better. Yeah, I don't know. I just was, like, living on a dream and... Going wherever I felt like it. Anything that was like what everybody was not doing yeah. spoke to me. So tell me, give me uh, kind of your college experience. Like you're very achiever biased, right? It's like you're trying to get into med school. So you yeah. pretty much got to get all A's. Yes. So um, I went there and I, <laughs> my parents were great. But I mean, if it tells you anything about like my how I was brought up, like my mom sent me with instructions on my laundry basket because I did nothing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it was just kind of like school was always easy to me in high school. You know, I worked hard. But that it was, was your expectation. It was easy. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, oh, God, I got to go home and study. It just it happened. And so and, but I'm a very social person. And if I don't have homework or, you know, I'm not yeah going above and beyond on my own. And. Again, nobody told me about college. Yeah, where there's 300 people in your freshman level classes and nobody cares if you show up or not. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> told me you could drop classes. So <laughs> right. my freshman year, I had chemistry. And in Tennessee, there is this set of buildings on top of the hill. They literally call it the hill. Um, and I had this chemistry class at 11 in the morning and I could not get up for it. <laughs> it was awful. I was such a waste of space. Because um, you were out partying? I mean, it was before? in a sorority. And I just, I liked to sleep at the time. I mean, yeah. you know, I get why people sleep till noon. I could do it. Really? Yes. Still? Not still. Um, but back then, yeah. Interesting. Easy. I've always pretty much been a, you know, 5 to 7 a.m. No. Best. No. Even if I'm hungover or get home from the bar at 2.45, I'm up at like 7.15. No. <laughs> Not me. Not me. So... That was tough to get to, and then when I started not doing well, I didn't know I could drop classes, mm. and so I had this huge, like, you know, incomplete on my transcript for a long time, and that happened with a couple classes, because they were either really hard, 
and I didn't know I could drop them. Or... <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that hard to walk to the top of the hill. It was. <laughs> it was hot. Have you been to Tennessee in <laughs> September? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Hungover. And it was for chemistry class. Yeah, and it was for chemistry, which How I was like. boring. Yeah, and they don't like assign homework. You know, it's just kind of like, this is what you're supposed to be learning. Yeah, Figure yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. So needless to say, I had to switch my major. Um, and that's fine. And at the time, I was in my fifth year of Japanese. Okay. <laughs> Going back to high school, I guess. Yeah. I took four years in high school, and then I took was taking another year in college at the point at that point. And so I thought I should do international business. Yeah, um, as well. But I was like, you know, I don't ever want to go to Japan. <laughs> I have no desire to do this. Because when you're in that class, you're learning about, like, rural Japan. How, right. you know, like, the youngest person gets the bath last. I don't know. It was, like, not something I thought I would do or could see myself. Well, but Tokyo was already, like, this world-class city It and was, stuff. but nobody was introducing me to that. Fair. And, you know, even my high school teacher, Sensei, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Sensei, she um, she was like, you know, fluent in Japanese, but couldn't even read a, a newspaper still. A female high school teacher was named Wolfgang Sensei? Yeah, well, Bonnie Wolfgang was her full name. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, Wolfgang Sensei is how you say yeah. it. And I was like, well, if she is fluent, cannot even read a newspaper, I have no chance. You know, I'm like, what is the yeah. point of this language? That's so, fair. I don't know. It felt, it felt, I felt defeated before I even started. Um, and... But at least business was interesting. Yeah, so I was like, well, not really. I just am like a really push the easy button kind of gal, <laughs> and I didn't want to go longer than four years. And the way my classes were, I was set up to graduate on time with a communications major. <laughs> I was just going to say communications. <laughs> I almost wanted to say that. <laughs> Sorry to all your communications no, majors. No, I there. mean, by the way, I love hiring of, communications I, majors. I, I neglected to, we have wine, but do you want to smoke? A oh no, I'm okay. I do have to that parent tonight. There, uh, I like that. Wait, you know, now that I know. Case. Yeah, well, we should have done it earlier if you were going to well, parent you your read children. Re- really hear my stories. No, I would not be I able to I just keep talk. it there uh, <laughs> just in case. Sometimes it goes four, five, six podcasts, but usually somebody takes me up on it. Good, I'm glad. They it's don't always want to do it on the camera. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, I was in a sorority. It was like the best time of my life. Yeah. Um, I was the Communication was so easy. Your parents weren't really critical because you're still a first-generation college student on track to graduate. Yeah, I was president of my sorority, like, you know. What do they care if you're coasting to an average Yeah, I still had a degree. I think they just assumed that, like, things worked out for me and, like, things did work out for me. So I was like, this is fine. And then 9-11 hit. A lot of doctors would love to have your existence. I mean, shoot. (laughs) I was going to be, I was going into sports medicine, which is very funny because... Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm like... Because you weren't really super athletic. No, I mean, I played tennis. I don't know why I was drawn to that. Yeah. I did some shadowing stuff and... Cute boys. Maybe. Yeah. That, I don't classes. think I could ever been like a, a manager of like a, you know, with the white sneakers <laughs> out there just with my braids. I don't know. That wasn't me either. So yeah. it all worked out, yeah. needless to Fair say. Enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, 9-11 hit and I was just... It was my junior year and I remember being like, oh, okay, well, this sucks. And then... I had no idea nobody would be hiring. Mm. And as yeah, it was a pretty good little recession there. It sucked. Two, three. Yeah. yeah. So nobody was hiring. I didn't want to stay in Tennessee. And so, you know, when you look for jobs, nobody wants to hire you if you're not there. Right. 
Um, and this is me who had like an internship every semester of every year right. on top of like president. I had so many right. like activities. And you stole at least 35 keychains oh from the yeah. bookstore. <laughs> at that point, I was like not stealing anymore. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, those ways were done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a really depressing time for somebody who really. Yeah, you're like, I'm a winner. Like I, if yeah. anybody gets a job, I should get a job. I was working hard. Yeah. Um. And your so, first taste of humble pie. Bullshit. Actually, it was your. You didn't like it. No, I went home, <laughs> just like in the worst mood ever, and I worked at Lone Star Steakhouse. Oh. And I literally had this. Were you starting to blossom by this time, so you could get some decent tips? No, not really. Not no, yet. I was literally so chunky from like being just partying in college, and it was <laughs> wild. Like my hair was weird. It's just, it's fine. I had a good personality career. Okay, I'm sure, so, I'm sure. You were a fun girl. Yeah, it was fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> Whoa, no, not that nobody way. would touch me. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But um, no, I worked at Lone Star because I had to. And I had this like bracelet from the university. And I remember wearing that every day to work. So people who were rude to me at lunch, I could be like, I went to college. Did you go to college, ma'am? <laughs> like, here's your fucking blooming onion. Okay. Oh, I thought you said you weren't pretentious. Earlier. No, no. You used to be. Well, they a were playing with, like it was Coop. I don't know. Like uh, some people are annoying at Lone Star. They are. Yes. Just people in general are annoying. Like it's <laughs> it could be any customer any day. It's me sometimes. It's my mom sometimes. Yeah. Like we're all that person. Sometimes. I'm super annoying sometimes. <gasps> Little flashes of annoyingness uh, in between large sections of amazingness. Exactly. Uh, I know. It's very few yeah. and far between for us. Right? I need to pass once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Just to make sure I'm a human. <laughs> so you're like living in your old room kind of yeah. with your folks. Uh, your brother's long gone, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's and working. So, he's, and um, you're humping at a Lone Star Steakhouse. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And so... No boys this whole time? No serious boys? No. No. I think my first boyfriend was like, I had one junior year of high school and that lasted for like six months. I broke up with him on Valentine's Day. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> kind of dead inside. Um, and <sighs> it's, that was just that. And then, yeah, it was like a while till I had another boyfriend, huh. like a while. Um, so um, I had luckily had a friend from my sorority. So for people who are just like poop on sororities. Sororities are cool. There's, there's yeah. contacts like, you know, she got an internship because she was going to be a fifth year in Chicago at this, you know, advertising company, like a um, right. radio station selling air, basically. So um, I interviewed there because of her and luckily got that job. Hmm. And my other friend who also had to come back and wait tables was like looking at a job <laughs> in Chicago and we were like, get us out of here. So I like it. I moved to Chicago. And work for a radio station no. or selling ads or something for this. It was yeah. Company? So or? actually, my my major my my degree is in communications, but my major was broadcast sales. Oh, um, I took a couple broadcasting classes that were like crash and burn. Like the right, right. my radio lady was like, mm, no, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Um, but yeah, so that worked out really well, and you know, I just made stupid decisions. Like at that, you're just stupid, and you're just like, mm, I'm gonna do whatever, and yeah. I tried really hard to get into this training program to, be, to become like an account executive. And with that training program, you could potentially get placed wherever. Okay. And at the time, I was having a lot of fun with my friends in Chicago, being young <laughs> professionals. <laughs> right. Um, Chicago was a very sexy place to live back fun. then, especially. I mean, it is like, still known. It probably is still pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's I just like Midwestern Post-COVID, city. it's not quite as sexy as it used to be. I but think people... it didn't, They didn't wreck it as bad as Portland. Or... No, it's fine. I mean, if you yeah. go downtown, you're like, this is Chicago. It's... Right. 
I I don't think I could tell the difference post and pre COVID. Really? Yeah. And I go back a lot. It's always been shitty cold when I've been. Well, that's to why Chicago. I moved. Yeah, I mean, I lived there. I had <laughs> like, a great time. Like the the pizzas are great. The people are beautiful, and it's fucking. Like yes. colder than North Dakota. Like it isn't really colder than North Dakota, but it feels colder because there's all this wind. lake and lake wind. Effect. And yeah. and you're in the elements all the time. Like yeah. in North Dakota, you go from your house to your garage to your car <laughs> right. to you wherever you're going. You your car going. running while it's yes. in the grocery store parking lot. Yeah. I, you were just in the elements constantly. And like for the last mm. year I lived there, I didn't even have a car. So I was just yeah. always, I would pass out on the L. Yeah, you get on the, the train <laughs> and you walk four blocks oh or eight God. blocks or 12 blocks. No, it's just the worst. So. Anyway, I um, sorry, yeah. Chicago. We love you. Yeah, I l- I go back I and I'm like, really why did you. I leave? No, because it's so nice in the summer. Like Denver could never, right? You know. So, um, but I'm glad I spent some time there and got some like big city life under my belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew I didn't want to stay. I got like really bad seasonal depression, and mm. I was like, I gotta get out of here. Did you have like with these sorority girls, your like roomies? Then you got no. Like, so I actually like... ended up a lot more with my high school friends that, oh, wow. cuz you know they sure. all are Closer. still in the midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so that girl went back to Tennessee and finished school and then I all my high school friends basically moved out there. So yeah. And then I tried to get out to California and nobody would move with me and I didn't <laughs> Just have because a job. you wanted to go see California kind of. I think I like romanticized it like and Hollywood stuff whatever. It was warm. Work in the industry, yeah. it's hot. I wanted to be like a producer. I thought that I had some mm-hmm. of those skills, and my college professor was kind of hooking me up with some people that went to Tennessee that worked on shows out there, and I just I couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, too scary. Yeah, so but I did move out here. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that. So was that like had you had been out, out here? here? You had friends out here? Yeah. No job though. You were just like no job. Mm. Did you get like? Laid off from a job, or you just no, quit your job and I moved from Chicago to Denver and said, or what to Denver or Northern Colorado to Fort Collins right away. Okay, yeah, specifically, I looked for jobs in Denver. Um, and I ended up working getting a job finally with the um Northern Colorado Business Report at the time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sold ads. Oh, I was still banking at that time. I Were bet. You? What year was that? Um, 2007. Yeah, that was my last year of banking. Yeah. My beat was um, residential real estate. No, it wasn't estate. 14. Okay, yeah, so and I wouldn't have connected with you. But I, but I knew the business report very oh, yeah. well, you know. Who and didn't? I was a banker for all those years, kind of. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. yeah, so you know, and that was honestly the best first job I could have got out here because all I did was network. Meet people, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what I was thinking earlier was when you were talking about having a sorority and, mm-hmm. and, and those, like, if you don't have something like that, like for me, I was a banker and so I was running around meeting people in different businesses and if I ever wanted a job, I think I could talk to at least a few people or whatever. But if you don't do that, if you just get right into your career path, who else do you know except for the coworkers you have? That's how I feel right now. You know, if I'm ever to leave, I kind of have this kind of, you know, what what could I do? Who What, what am I qualified no, yeah. for? <laughs> I don't really know for sure. You know, you know? Pro- hopefully... Having enough money so you can buy another business that you want no. to operate. You wouldn't do it? I don't know. It would depend. It depend on what that is. Yeah. So talk to me about, like, so you get this job selling ads. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we can take a potty break at any point in no, time if you want to. Um, you get this job selling ads and yeah. how long, like, you were successful there, in it, I guess? I don't know. It was a weird. hard job, It right? was a hard job. It was different. <laughs> the job I had in... Um, Chicago was more, uh, we were kind of like a 
intermediary mm. from like the individual TV stations and the advertisers. Right. Um, and then this was kind of like face to face, like knocking on doors. Yeah, yeah. And it was at the time when internet ads were becoming a thing and, you know. Right. Newspapers were dying. Yeah. I mean, I was coming with like, ways. like the book of lists. I don't know if <laughs> right, you remember. Right. Oh, like, yeah. No, like, yeah. The book of I, I, I wanted to get into the book of lists forever, but I, know. I forgot to apply. Last year, I was finally over a half million in revenue. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I, so book a list is still a thing? Yeah, they still do oh, it. Right. I don't know if anybody ever reads it. It's uh, different than it used to be. Yeah. Is it still a book? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a thick oh. magazine now. Oh. I mean, it's not a big hardbound book like it used to be. Oh, but gosh. It's... That was an atlas. It was like an atlas <laughs> it size. Was, it was. <laughs> it was like It was long a coffee table tall. book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would carry around all these books with me. And it was just really interesting. It was a time I remember when I interviewed, they had me put this presentation together and not being from the area, I didn't know what they were alluding to, but it was basically like, you are going to sell advertising to this, like, you know, real estate brokerage. They have this, you know, vision of a waterfront, you know, in mm. Colorado. It was fully like Water Valley, you know, but like, right, right, right. it was so small at that time. And right. now it's like, it's so crazy to think that that's what my like weird PowerPoint, like, like interview presentation was. Trying to go approach Martin Lid and see yeah. if he would advertise with you. Yeah. Which he was at the time, not with me, but in, in yeah, good. the business report. But yeah, so that was a great first job. I was only there for six months. And then um, one of the engineering companies that was my client mm. was hiring for a business development coordinator. And oh. I went and interviewed there and I went to them. And <laughs> yeah. sold like civil engineering services yeah, or something? Yeah, sold some uh, geotechnical engineering. Interesting. So I went from selling air to selling... You was know. this a big engineering company or a small one? Um, they were bigger. They were one of the bigger geotechnical firms in town. And it was funny because at that time it was also another recession. Um, mm. Nobody was building. And so, you know, business development and marketing was really like up and coming in all of these industries. And that was a fun time. Um Lots of golf, lots of happy hours, just yeah, yeah. networking, and, you know, that's, I don't know, it's just, people dread networking events, but, like, I shine. Really? <laughs> so. Interesting. Um, yeah, those are fun. Do you do fun. them still? I don't, and I don't because, again, I'm not my target market anymore. I guess. So, the events that I go to are kind of, like, um, women in business kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. It's not my vibe. Um, and I know all, I don't know all of those women, but I know yeah. the ones I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so when's uh, the bridal salon? Oh, yeah. So, pretty yeah. soon here, right? <laughs> like, like you're, you're, you're selling, <laughs> yes. selling engineering services, you're oh, networking. You, you might, uh, yeah. So did you then, find your husband along this way yet? No, um, no not yet. Not oh, yet. Cause, yeah, because that was happening right when you started Dora. Yeah. So I, um, well, no, not yet. So I, in 2009, there was a bridal store that went out of business kind of in a blaze of glory. Like you hear mm. they left 70 brides without dresses. Yes, I remember that. Mountain Avenue Bridal. I can't believe it's been 14 years ago. Yeah. So that's the only reason I heard about it because it was like so wild. Yeah. Um, yeah was... And I had, again, another friend, Sorority. Yeah, that, I read all about that in the business report, yeah. actually. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, um... I said, you know, this one store went out of business and I think, you know, do you want to come up here and open up another location? And at the time she was about to open up her second location, but oh. she said, you know, it's a great business. 
if you need any help, let me know. I will like work you but work no. it through with you. But no, yeah. The, Which I was got. she out here? Or no, she was she's like in Tennessee. In, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's outside of Tennessee and she has one store now. It's, you were like, hey, I spy a market opportunity yeah. here. Yes. And she, because there was nothing like it. It yeah, was yeah. like David's and then these other kind of. Mm, yeah, super boutique Yeah. Or consignment mm, stuff. Or, right. Yeah. Just small scale, really. So there was an opportunity and I don't know, I was at a networking event and I talked to a banker that I knew and I said, hey, what, what would happen if I like wanted to open up a bridal store? And he took me seriously and then like the ball just started rolling. Can you mention the banker? Um, yeah. God, he's going to kill me. I don't know. His name. Nathan Kimball. Oh, Do you yeah. know him? I worked very briefly with him at Bank of Colorado. Yeah. This, he was at um, Public Service Credit Union yeah. when I met him. Interesting. And... He was like... He's with a real estate firm now, though, right? Maybe. I've run into him occasionally, but I don't see him... No, or surely he might be he's the big boss. He might be the big boss at First National Bank now. No, that's no. Nathan, that's Ewart, Ewart, Nathan Ewart. Different Nathan. I haven't seen Nate in a while. Anyway, I digress. Nathan Kimball, sorry. Yeah. I can't quite remember who you are, and, <laughs> and Tim, we can't remember your name for sure. But, yeah. but you believed in her. Yeah, he believed in me, and he was like, hey, good timing. Um, again, it was a recession, right. and so the stimulus bill had just come out, and yep. there was some money set aside for women-owned businesses specifically, mm. and there was some money left, like it was at the very tail end of it. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay. I started like, I literally Googled bridal store business plan. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh God. And then. Um, so you never really had an entrepreneurial no. urge or impulse before no. this moment in time. And if you know me, I'm not a wedding person either. So yeah. it's just like, it's really funny that I ended up doing this. Um, but yeah, it, it like literally the balls. Were you not rolling. even making profit on the keychains you were stealing from the bookstore? <laughs> I know that that was a long gone business. So that wasn't even point. entrepreneurial. So <laughs> not even just, no, I was giving it away. <laughs> it's fascinating to me that so you're just buying social capital with those keychains. Um, but it's fascinating to me that you didn't have a paper route. It, you know, none of no. these things. It's, yeah. I don't. I didn't even like doing Girl Scout cookies what or like selling wrapping paper. Combination of events that just like. No. I met hey. my husband, and he literally has like stacks of business plans of businesses that he wants to open. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I feel bad because I'm like, uh, I accidentally opened this business. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a long road. I mean, I met him and wrote my business plan, but then you had to write, do all these projections. And I just kind of got to this point where I was like, I don't even know where to do this. And just kind of had lunch with my friend. And she's like, Oh, I know this guy that could help you with that. And then met him and he was great. And not only did he help me with like my projections for the store, but he is kind of like a, a Dave Ramsey guy. Oh, sure. And at the time I was like Just living on sound love. financial principles yeah. kind of thing. Like he sat me down and was like, you cannot live this way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it That's was interesting. because of him that like, I a really, major shift. Yeah. Does he deserve or want a shout out? Oh, that? Trent Crassow. He doesn't okay. do that kind of stuff anymore. Um, he actually sold his accounting firm and moved to Florida, but I think he does some pro bono some work. Stuff, yeah, but oh my god, like I have, huh. I have Change referred him to people, and yeah, just like a wizard with numbers. And between him and you know having my friend who could give me kind of like some intel of you know opening yeah, numbers yeah. and things like that. So you know, I tie my ribbon, and you know, with the SBA, you have to have a quote for your construction Every estimate, yep. everything, everything had to be dialed in. So I'm like. Working full time, and everybody's got to give you these quotes when they yeah. don't know if you're actually ever going to be able to pay them. Exactly. So I'm working <laughs> full time. I literally worked up until a month before I opened the wow. store. Wow! Right? Yeah. 
Um, but my first location was down the street from where I worked, so I could kind of like pop over and like and where see was the this? location. So my first location was on Linden Street, where oh, it was. Okay. Um, I think there's like a co-working place there now oh, yeah, above yeah, Elliot's. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, so I thought that was like a cute little like cool boutique location sure. yeah. and um, not ideal in at the end of the day, but yeah, and yeah. parking was hard. Oh, and... So yeah, at the end, like it was fun and it was really weird to like have somebody hand me a keys to like a business right right a 30 year old i had not even turned 30 yet so um but yeah it was it was was a journey writing this like sba you know application and getting the funding approved i remember i was in a bowling league at the time and um what's your average i mean i was pretty good i was i was the scratch league women's champion of that wow Um, I What's can do that it all, means? folks. The scratch league is what? Like you don't have your handicap and like your actual. Oh, score it's just real scores. Good. Yeah, real scores. Dang. I know. I didn't get a towel or a patch or anything, which is really That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah, it was just like notoriety, I guess. Um, I can't believe you don't know about that. No. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I bowled a two hundred one one time. <laughs> oh wow! But my average is more like one twenty. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't really try anymore. My dad bowled a three hundred one time. No so I shit. Come from a Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. My mom actually was in a bowling league Isn't when I was funny? a youth. Yeah, in a softball league. Oh, your mom? Yeah, she She's taught me how to play off. baseball. I bet I can throw a football farther than you or a baseball. I'm sure you can. I'm yeah. like, Mrah. I thought you said you can do everything. I mean, Within if I trained, reasons, if I trained, right. I guess. <laughs> it would take years. You could never pass me in throwing a baseball. I'm sorry. But, but you could almost certainly though. beat me 9 out of 10 on bowling. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe someday we'll do that. We can um, some cash on it. I'm pretty good at the other leisure sports too. Uh, pool, golf. Mm, would you call that much. a leisure sport? I wouldn't call golf a leisure sport. It's too annoying to be a leisure sport. <laughs> Darts, foosball. Darts, I could do okay. Foosball, <laughs> I do not have the coordination. Big for buck that. hunter. Uh, big I'm buck pretty cutter. good at big I could do air hunter. hockey. Yeah, not as good at that. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. We we. We'll shut that on a trailhead some night. Yeah, we can have a double yeah. date. You can bring your husband <laughs> yeah, and the, crash yeah. on our couch at, my, at Jill's place. Exactly. With the kids with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we So yeah, I was at bowling, there. and <laughs> oh, it yeah. was when Nate had to call me and be like, they did not approve your funding. Oh. And no, this was at work. I'm sorry. And I said, why? And he gave me the reasons why, and I said, No. I said, you go back to them and you tell them A, B, C, and D. And my numbers are all backed by. This is the facts. first real appearance of Plucky. Plucky came out. Plucky, Plucky came, came out. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. I mean, I did not work this hard for three to four months to have them say no. Right. And, and if I need to talk to somebody that's over your pay grade, yeah. I will go talk to them, yeah. mister. I was not feeling that. I, nobody tells me no. No. So he did, and luckily that's when I was at bowling, and he like sent me the email that it got like approved. No shit. Yes. Like he brought it back to the committee yes. somehow, yeah. and he's like, this and this and this. Yeah. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. It, I had like literally crossed my T's, dotted my I's. I did not make stuff up. Well, yeah, up. but you didn't have any experience. You didn't have any assets. You didn't have very good no, income. I had nothing. You had no savings. I, I had to literally ask my friends for investment yeah yeah i had five of my friends invest i put 1500 in i think that's all i could like afford right at the they're time. each in for a thousand or, or some couple thousand yeah. or something and now you got 15 yeah or exactly. something it was uh it was <laughs> Did a they lot become owners or no they were um they gave you a loan God, what the heck was they call them? yeah they gave me a loan and i paid them back with interest yeah. and 
Um, luckily, they didn't like hound me too hard for that. Right, it took payment. a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're all paid off now. Um, Been years. Yeah, I got my grandma on board for a couple of thousand, and I remember telling her my grandma's name is Dora. Oh, of the Dora and Grace. My other grandma is Grace. She has passed. Oh wow! But when I asked Dora, I was like, "Hey, you know, it's it's going to be called Dora Grace." I was like, "How do you feel about that?" And she's like, "I've had that name forever." Blah blah blah. She's just like crotchety, so you know, no heartwarming story there. Does um, <laughs> Grace respond differently? <laughs> she's passed. She so. was passed already yeah, at that already. time. Even yeah. gotcha. So yeah, so funding went through. Quit my job. Did the final like you know last push of like construction opening all of that stuff and yeah oh by the way um you've got a bug on your shirt oh my god we've got a buck zelda invasion in here uh we had those like little little ladybugs like the the mean ladybugs were in our house for a while is there mean ones mean ones they're like not ladybugs they bite you yes really yes i did not know that but they look just like the regular ladybugs yep but they're a little more orange. Oh. Yeah. So be beware. Those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had an episode a couple few weeks ago where one like went all the way up the cord oh, and over no. this guy's head. And I was like, just hoping the problem would go away. And then it like came down on his oh, face. Oh, my God. And he was okay. Out. Okay. Yeah. Please anyway. tell me if they're on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, so, yeah. So open the store. And like I said, I don't know if I would have been successful had I not had such a big network already and having like had networked the first three, you know, For four sure. years in town. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like all those CPA firms and bankers and stuff yeah. that you called on way back to the biz West days yeah. and this and that, they're like, Hey, did you hear Timory open a bridal yes. shop? Well, and probably the implosion of mountain Avenue bridal yeah. uh, was like, a newsmaker, right? And yeah. then you, in some ways, being the the next downtown yeah. for for the people. Everybody was nervous. Kind of Everybody I sold the dress to was like, "What are you going to actually deliver business? the dress?" Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Well, how do I know you'll be able to pay your balance?" You know, it was just right. kind of like we have to trust each other. Do you get a deposit? I get a deposit. Mm-hmm. Is that standard industry? Yeah, yeah, like half, third. Um, it used to be half, and now it's seventy percent. Oh wow! Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that helps with cash flow and just. Right. Well, and if they flake out. Yeah. Or they not decide out. not to get married, at least you covered the cost of your dress, yeah. probably. That other margin is, you know, yeah. for the profit. There's a couple options if they don't get married, but yeah, we like them to pay, pay their dress and take <laughs> just, it. Can they buy insurance? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> God. Have you done a, a regression analysis to see? Like what percentage of people buy the insurance and then their marriage actually fails? No, no, we don't have insurance. We <laughs> it's don't not have a predictor. Insurance. No, it's funny though when I go over, you know, the sales receipt seat and I'm always like, okay, in the event that the wedding is canceled or blah blah blah, everyone's like, no, that'll never no, happen. Never gonna happen. And you're like, statistically, it's a 37 percent chance that within four years you will no longer be married. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if you even get married, if you even get down the aisle. So, <laughs> um, I'm gonna call a short break. Okay, and then good. we're gonna come back and talk a little bit more business, Perfect. and then jump into the closing segments. Okay. All right. Yes. The Loco Experience is sponsored by In Motion, providing next day delivery for local businesses. If you need anything delivered in Northern Colorado, In Motion's flat fee service is a great resource for your business. Delivering from the Wyoming border to Denver and anywhere in between, their clients range from small breweries to real estate companies. InMotion can deliver almost anything you can imagine. If this fits a need for your business, contact InMotion directly by emailing them at InMotionNoCo at gmail.com. That's I N M O T 
I-O-N-N-O-C-O at gmail.com and mention you heard it on the Loco Experience. So where did we leave off? We were talking oh, about... Oh, I just opened up my store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you budget in a salary for the owner? Oh, sure. <laughs> I did. I did, actually. Okay. And I was like, very quickly realized that I was not going to be taking that salary. <laughs> I was going to be volunteering only. Yeah. Um, but it was funny when I opened that. So I quit my regular job. And then one of the engineers that I was working with went off on his own. Oh. And he let me come work for his new place on Wednesdays. Oh. And at the time, we were closed on Wednesdays. So I had a... Like a, in a business development role Yeah, again, like a marketing kinda? role. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was nice. I did have some like extra income for a while <laughs> right. um, because this was very much self-funded. Like my dad was not writing me a check to open right. up store. The, the $600 a month he paid you was like your <laughs> yes. income at that time. Yeah. Um, I had a roommate at the time. That was really good. I had just met my husband and um, he recognized that I was going to be poor for a while. <laughs> did he already have a stack of business plans? Um, yeah, he already had a stack of business plans, but he was really like making his way as an adult already yeah. and I was like oh, I like Ugg boots um so <laughs> <laughs> he and I and this guy Trent actually sat down and kind of just like talked about our finances and mm. I I feel so fortunate that he and I had to talk money right away in mm. our relationship mm-hmm. and you know he ended up like getting rid of his boat and his motorcycle oh and his interesting truck and all this stuff so but we're in such a better place now. Right. Not only because we can be like, hey, you're spending too much money or right. like, here's... Well, it's like Dave Ram, like live like no one else now so you can live like yeah. no one else later. Totally. We would, the two of us would budget $100 a week for groceries. Wow. For two weeks. I'm sorry. That was two weeks of groceries. Wow. Um, we were not eating meat at the time, so it was like a little bit easier. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, he maybe weighed like 180 pounds. Is that a moral or a uh, health choice for, <laughs> for you? For me, I wanted to stop, and he didn't make the food, so he was just like by choice. But I just make him what he eats? Yeah, yeah, he would like obviously still eat meat like on lunches and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I just remember being in the grocery store with our calculator, high-fiving when it was like $99. <laughs> right. We like, we did it. But yeah, we were very much like cash yeah. heavy for a long time. Everybody yeah, yeah. called us the, the McCash goals. Yeah, did you work from the envelopes oh, things and all that? Big envelope gals. Yeah, yeah. Guy and gal over here. So yeah, I mean, I think it took our friends a while to like not feel like they had to buy us dinner when we went out or, you know, like <laughs> right. kind of supplement like our fun. Because you were fun Timory for so long. You didn't care what it cost. I know. I'm there. Yeah. Or like my, you know, job was pending, you know, paying for my fun time. So. Um, That's what I miss the most of my banking career is expense reports that somebody else has to pay for, not me. I just remember going to the Canyon Chop House and be like, who's paying this time? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> so, um, by the way, RIP Canyon Chop House. I loved that place Right. So much. Yeah. That is a sad thing. Um, I just wrote in my blog, R.I.P. Um, Cooper Smith's poolside. Yes. Even though I didn't go there much but in recent years. But you knew it years. was there. Well, and for years I had Old Town Tuesdays where the bank would buy beer and pizza oh. once a month. And then if you bought beer or pizza on Tuesday nights, then you got free pool. Oh, nice. Or ping pong. Oh, I didn't know and that. And so, yeah, for years, that was really the, the deepest roots of local think tank is Capital West National Bank buying beer and pizza oh, for, and it was like the clients. the anti networking networking group. Like we're just we're here, we're cool. I started mm-hmm. spouting some of my libertarian tenets of no. business and life at that time. <laughs> I mean, but that was like the rules of the organization gotcha. was like this is 
This is for people that just want to chill, not have all these rules about making referrals and, and dumb things like that. It's just like, let's just hang out. If you're That's, good at ping pong or pool, yeah. all the better, but you don't have to be. I'm going to refer people to you if I like you. That's like the number one thing. Like if you're weird, no, I don't want anybody I know to know you. <laughs> right. And being in B&I for 10 years will not make you less weird. No, no. That <laughs> it is might a make weird you more group. weird. I've been to those before and I'm like, this <laughs> is not for me. I call Loco the anti-B&I. Oh my God. that Those groups, I'm just like, No. And, you know, as as a woman, you get kind of, like, roped into weird stuff. Like, people just assume because you own a business that your business is, you know, leggings or, you know. Mm, Interesting. MLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, and those, I mean, that's what a lot of those networking kind of groups are is, like, people that don't yet have a business. Or they're financial planners. And there's some <laughs> that, that aren't, you know. Yeah. And so I still show up a lot more than I wish. Mm-hmm. And I'm a minor celebrity at many. I'm the swag king of Northern hey. Colorado. I mean, look at, your, look at this. your hall there, your hot sauce, your coffee cup, your spork. Oh, it's no, a it's, spork. A, it's a super spork. Check it out. I will check that out. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a knife oh, on the side, too. It's so a it's good a, little work utensil. It's, yeah, it it's, it's, it's great we for never have lunch spins. boxes and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I could even get you a second one. I like one your rebranding. You Everything looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you're struggling along. Yeah. Paying the bills, but barely. And, yeah. But actually, but at least living within your means. Living within our means. Um, you know, Which Jason your banker was, was very huge... glad about, probably. Yeah, I mean... It was really interesting with the SBA loan when you said, hey, I need this much for marketing. Um, you couldn't withdraw money for anything else. Mm-hmm. So you had I had these little pots to choose from. So I had, you know, right. construction money, marketing money, I don't know, payroll or something right. like that. And I, I went over on my construction. Yeah, but I couldn't. Can I spend like, less on marketing? Please? No, I yeah. tough shit. So I basically <laughs> like had this funding, but I had to use it other ways. So that was kind of a bummer in the beginning. And. You know, inventory gets wacky and sure. you buy too much and I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the first few years were... Really? Tough. Yeah, I was going to say how long before you hit your stride and started understanding if you were... Because that's the hard part about retail is you barely understand if you're making money or not sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you can, but just the way inventory carries and Yeah, I made a profit flows. the first year. Okay. So... I've always been profitable, but, you know, what nobody tells you is, like, on paper you can be profitable right. and have zero cash in the bank. Right, right. Um, yeah, I made fifty grand, but I actually needed $60,000 more of inventory yeah. than I actually had, yeah. and so I'm minus 10 on my yeah. cash. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a big learning curve. Trent and I worked together for a really long time, and... He would just kind of be like, okay, this is what needs to be paid first when you get this cash in. This is what you do. I remember wow. being very attuned to how many times UPS would deliver a package before it got returned. Oh, gosh. Um, so I would you know, refuse it two times. And then on the third time, it could go back to the warehouse. But then you and should then call I, it right away. And then I think I had five days there before I could bring them a money order. Like hustling, you know. So, yeah, that was interesting. That's cash flow management, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, mean I think that's even though it's like, it might be embarrassing to you or whatever, but honestly, that's like part of what people should know if they're going to start yeah. a business. Is there's, you know, keep your integrity. Yeah. Right, and like yeah, uh, we weren't missing any wear dates. Yeah, you know, it was just like <laughs> it was maybe three days. I was telling yeah. Alma just not too long ago. I was like, I haven't slow paid any facilitators for like. 
years right now. yeah I <laughs> you mean, know but early, in the early days it was like you know when I was food trucking and losing my butt there and trying to get through a long winter it was like eh, Andrew yes. doesn't need paid yet yeah. you know I could pay her after I collect member dues in February yeah I remember <laughs> when I started paying myself like two hundred dollars I was like I've made it I have <laughs> right. made it <laughs> when you get your head above water it feels so much better it feels so just much a little better. bit I mean, for the longest time, nobody would give me um, a line of credit. How long did you show up every day, every week, without paying yourself? um, A long time. Um, (laughs) So what was funny is I got married in 2014 and then immediately got pregnant. Oh. And so I was kind of forced in 2015 to take some days off. Right. But I mean, yeah, I was six days a week for four years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think by year three and a half, four, I think yeah. I think I started yeah. out like at 125 a week <laughs> and then 200 a week. Right. No, I think it was like every two weeks at that time. I just like recently went to every week payroll. So it wasn't a lot, but it was kind of like, hey, this is our groceries. Yeah. And this is well, and you knew you were building something for, for longer. Totally. Well, and I, I suspect like my dad's been farming for, gosh, I guess like 40 five years now or something. And once you get enough of your equipment and land and stuff paid for, mm-hmm. in your case, if, if you're not actually carrying much debt on your inventory, mm-hmm. your, your margins are just so much better and you can find better deals. Mm-hmm. And once you have some capital, then the profits come so much easier. Yeah, there's definitely, it's kind of like um you know, like an up and then an over, like yeah. a plateau, yeah. you know, where you kind of reach the sweet spot where you're, selling a lot and, you know, not buying as much. And so it took a while to get there. But, you know, like I said, we were always profitable. Yeah. Um, and it's always been an increase in profit year over year. Oh. Um, minus 2020. You know, we don't talk about her. Right. But yeah. So I, it, it was, it's been fine, but I think it's been deliberate. Yeah. And I've been able to sacrifice what I've wanted to do in order for the store and my employees yeah. to get things that they want so well and you're getting close i suspect to to living like dave ramsey wants you to yeah you i know, mean we with have a business made it. that doesn't require you too much totally. every week i mean it's been like that it's truly honestly been like that since i've had my daughter so that wow. was almost nine years ago oh is that right yeah so and that's part of why i've been like what am i doing i have no like motivation like and because my staff is awesome and i give them the opportunity to be leaders yeah yeah. And as much as I do like to have a handle on things, <laughs> yeah. I know that... Well, you're the decider. Yeah. And they're the leaders. Yeah. Kinda, in some they ways. are. They just kind of implement things and bring me in when there's issues, but most of the time there isn't. And cool. I just kind of come and like, you know, play therapist in the back when they need me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been really good. So um, it's been a long time, but I think um, having a baby right when I did, right. forced me to be like, okay, your control days are over. Yeah, and yeah. You gotta kind of like, have to give it up. Yeah. What do you think um, are your two or three best attributes as far as leadership? Like, what would your staff say they really love about you? I think I think one of the things that they love about me is what. I know that one of them said this about me to one of our new employees. They're like, you're always going to know where you stand with Timory mm-hmm. um, in a good and a bad way. You know, sure. like it's a store full of gals. Right. So things could get drama a lot if 
if I let it, you know, and for me. Yeah, and things fester sometimes. Yeah, I'm and like, stuff. that is not my vibe. We're not doing that. Like, if you see something, <laughs> We're say nip something. This in the bud. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, okay. oh, if I you're someone's bothering, like, tell them. Or <laughs> so, like, that doesn't happen. So I just have this, like, culture of, like, tell people what's bothering you or come to me and know that, like, I'm going to tell them what you told me. <laughs> right. You know, like. We don't sweep things under the rug around no. here. This is where we, we I always say, uh, confront the dragon. Yeah, exactly. And it works out so much better that way, you know. And even though I'm not there, I know all the drama, you know, if there's anything. And I'm just like, okay, well, when I come in, let's talk and let's make sure it's fine. And Yeah. So it could it could be really contentious and, like, catty, but it's it's not. Yeah. And I think because of me, you know, yeah. like just kind of Well, that's it a culture you've modeled. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, gosh, what else? At least a number two. I mean, I'm just like, so do you know Enneagrams? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, at, at first glance, I'm an achiever, but I am a seven, which is the entertainer. Oh, promoter. Yeah. Yeah. Enter- so they, uh, this person really likes the vibe to be happy yeah. anywhere you go. So I'm a big <laughs> like, hey, like. How's the vibe? Like, is everybody happy? Yeah, yeah. Like, making sure everybody's fun. Like, do you get confused when people don't like you? Um, yeah, and that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> no, but I don't think they don't like me. I get confused when they're like intimidated by me mm. because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm fun. I'm nice. I'm open. I'm interested in you. Like, what is there not? What is there to be intimidated by? Well, you're five foot seven. I am five but foot you, seven. But but you seem like five you're like five foot eleven or something. You're you're a little the bigger yeah. than <laughs> than your 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 body uh, yeah. projects. So I don't know what it is, but it's but these, you're a gentle giant, I think. I think so, and I think yeah. once you get to know me, like I think I I am an open book, and I hope that they would come to me with any problem that they had, and know that I would yeah. like listen. And um, it's funny they. I think my n- newer staff, I'm like Matthew McConaughey, like I keep getting older and they stay the same age. <laughs> right. um, so it's like a little bit different lately. I don't think they're as comfortable coming to me and, you know, telling me their problems. And they tend to go to my manager, Emily, a little bit more, which mm. is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, she's come into that role and she's awesome. And, right, right. But it's just it's just different now. Yeah. Um, by the way, we talked about audible books and the Matthew McConaughey book uh, Green Lights. Oh, Have you listened to that one? No, but I was listening to Smart List and they were talking to him oh, about yeah, that. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's pretty it yeah, I mean you were talking about how there's such terrible narrators but he narrates his own oh, book. Oh, he does. Oh yeah. That's so the, does Mariah Carey, which I'm really I'm not like a Mariah Carey listen, person, but I think she like that. sings a little bit in yeah, it. And, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, that's like you. as far as audible books go that Green Light like he's kind of a bullshitter. Like I don't believe every story that he sure. said is truth in that book frankly I'm although sure. i believe most of most but of them don't you have to like get fact checked i don't know i, I, I just do. think he's bullshitting on a couple of his stories i'm just yeah. calling you up matthew mcconaughey if you want to come on the podcast <laughs> and tell me why it's big words i'm not yeah whatever i'm not scared of matthew mcconaughey well we'll hashtag him yeah hashtag matthew mcconaughey sure. um do you think he'll see it for sure if we hashtag For him? sure. I think he's really <laughs> no like up to date on these. Yeah. He's like, what Spotify can I see? Yeah. <laughs> What's this he's local got, experience of people. why is my tags popping up on this? He's got his Google alerts set. Let's be honest. Okay. He's looking at him every morning. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> every time I, I do have my Google alerts set for Dora Grace because I'm always like, oh God, just in case something happens. It is always... An older person's obituary. It, it is always like, oh, I know. It's kind of sad. It is sad. 
Um, well, what's also sad is I'm going to ask you the, the hardest question that I've asked you so far. What would your your staff or, yeah. or perhaps your, your spouse Not like about me. say is like the most annoying thing about you? What's, um, your, what's your blind spot and or I'm aware oh. of this, but I'm just going to keep being that way anyway. Yeah, they, well, I can tell you because he told me this the other day that this is my blind spot. Shout out to Jason. He said that I ask for help and I do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Which like. Sorry, Psych. do it right. <laughs> well, you should have helped sooner. Like, if do I wanted right. your shitty ass help, I no. would have asked for that. But I wanted your actual help. Yeah, real help, like to do it right. <laughs> Just looking for people smarter than me. Exactly. No. So I think it's more like, um, yeah, it's it's like I don't want to do something, but I want it to be done my way. Yeah. Not even right, my way. Yeah. You know, because my way is not right all the time, but. I think it is. Most of the time. No, 99%. No, I was listening kidding. to this, uh, actually, uh, the Jordan Harbinger podcast, uh, and he was talking to one of the writers of my one of my favorite books. It's called The Brain by David Engel, Mm-mm. and it's all about neuroplasticity and, and cool. different things. And we all, virtually every human, basically believes we've got the whole world figured out. Sure. Um, but then if somebody would hand us a book on... Who knows what? Some random thing that we know almost nothing about, which there's a million of those things. Mm -hmm. Then we would like read that and be like, okay, now I've got it figured out. Yeah. That sounds like somebody I know. And it's just like how, well, it's just almost all of us. Oh, yeah. And we just kind of think we have a well-developed world model in our brains. And frankly, that's part of the unseen value of local think tank Mm -hmm. is -hmm. there's just things around corners we don't see because we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, or just to look at your business from a different perspective. Totally. Because you're so in the weeds with it and you, you know, you're so personally connected to your team. Yeah. And you're like, it's it's almost like a family where you can talk bad about them, but when somebody else says something, it's like, <laughs> no, no, like, they're great. Get out of here. shut up about my mom. Yeah, because you hired them, <laughs> right. you know? It's like, of co- I didn't make a bad hire. They're just, you know, learning. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's my biggest blind spot. I'm just like, I, I can't do it all, especially now that I'm, like, a mom and, you know, yeah. have two stores, but I still want to do it all because... It's just unfortunately nobody else can do it quite as good as me. Yeah, just or just I'm the just way I would do it. The way yeah. I would do it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's the difference. Like <laughs> I don't think it's right, but I'm like, this is how it like, yeah. sparks joy yeah, to yeah. me. <laughs> well, and it, and there is a way. Like right, like like as local think tank continues to grow, it would be almost irresponsible of me if I let too many people's opinions of what local think tank should be yeah. dictate the way we did it because that might be like death by committee yes um you and have to say people to have resonated with my vision and i have to be willing to express that totally while taking feedback and better ideas from people like i'm not that way but sometimes maybe i yeah. i might fault on the other side like i get too much input before i decide and oh, I don't yeah. decide fast enough things like that well sometimes i think it's good to get a lot of input so you know all your choices. Yeah. At least you can be confident you picked the right one. Or, you know, play those scenarios in your head. I mean, I've had so many reps be like, you can have a higher price point in your store. Yeah. But that's never what I wanted for my store. Right. You know, so as long as that's that and, yeah, you know, I things like that. Should we transition to the closing segments? Yeah. It's closing segment. oh, closing segments. Closing segments. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the things we shall ready. not talk about. Okay. Faith, family, and politics. Where okay. would you like to start? Oh, any of them. 
Um, <laughs> well, we're in the, the heat of a presidential election. You want to talk national politics and we'll zoom it sure. down more local? Sure. Uh, who are you a big fan of, Biden or Trump? Uh, Biden. Really? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a big fan of Biden, but I'm like not But a you fan think he's not terrible? Yeah, I don't think he's terrible. Really? Yeah, I mean... Is... Do you think he'll live to the end of the second yes. term? Yes. Yep. Um, How it... terrified are you if Kamala's the president? Not after at Biden? all. Not at all. Really? Okay. All right. Not Good. at all. Good. I don't know. You know, I know she's been kind of like undercover since she's been vice president or maybe Well, because every time they take the up... cover off her, she says something really dumb, in my <sighs> opinion. Not really living up to what we thought she would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I would say... I mean, she did fix the border. Yeah. Sorry, I'm no, a little critical okay. no. of the Biden administration. I think he's a senile dude. Oh, and yeah, Trump isn't? No, he is too. <laughs> I think there's, like, it's evidence of an immensely broken system that we ever oh. got Biden or Trump on the national ballot. Trust me, like... Like, I want to tear down the whole thing. Yeah, like, we need it. younger people. Like, we need... I don't want to no, say we, we need, need term limits, but we need... We need to break it. Like, the Democrats and Republicans, both parties need Everything's to Everything's crazy right now. Everything's bananas right now. Like, I <laughs> I would say I wasn't very into politics until the 2016 election. Okay. Um, And then I got very into it. Like, I, like, pounded the pavement for Jared Polis. Like, never thought I would do that. You know, I don't like selling Girl Scout cookies. Why was that? I was, like, very nervous about that election. But Trump, you're mm-hmm. orange man bad a little bit. I just was... Um, yeah, I guess it was, yeah. Like, yeah. that was the first time I was like, oh, this could I mean, be I, bad. He, he spurred a lot of people, for sure. Yeah, I was like, I, this could be bad. So I know that he's an egomaniac narcissist. Yeah. And probably plays fast and loose with integrity. Probably. Almost certainly, <laughs> as does the Biden family, for sure. Okay. Um, And... Like, I almost trust him because he's such a narcissist. He wants to be the best president ever. And that almost gives me more trust for him than people playing a pure power play. Does that not? I don't think of Joe Biden as somebody that would, I was I would characterize as being out for a power play. Do you? Oh, I think there's a lot of evidence of family enrichment over political favors, like the Ukraine war, for example. Family enrichment we're going to talk about? <laughs> Yeah, well, and you're we a Trump guy? no, I'm not a Trump guy. I've never voted for him, never will. And so, what do you do? I I vote independent. I always yeah. have. Yeah. Um, and like, if somebody had a gun to my head and said, "Vote for one of these," I, I don't know. I'd probably just have him shoot me. I just no, <laughs> maybe not. But well, I, it's it's really frustrating. My husband so doesn't gross. vote. <laughs> yeah, I, I applaud that, honestly. No, I mean, especially in circumstances where these... Nothing. Well, then vote third party because... But what is... The like, third party seriously, is sometimes the dumbest person on the ballot. Like Hillary or Joe Biden as a president. Like, we should have leaders of our country that we actually respect that can lead. Like, yeah, we haven't seen that for 30 years in this country, very I mean, I would might maybe disagree with that, but yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, so let's go local politics. What do you think about... You know, it's funny... What's um, happening uh, on that front? Fort Collins City Council just got rid of their last conservative Which is interesting, which I elector. don't agree with. Yeah, I think that was foolish, uh, yeah. um, frankly. I, and she's so likable. Shirley was like, yeah. the mo- in my opinion, the most likable city council person we've ever had. It's it's tough. It's interesting. You know, as, as someone who's liberal, you know, is it's nice to be comfortable in election time. Fair. Um, but I also really like 
opposing opinions. I don't want to be in an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I think the Senate Council is yeah, headed for, unfortunately. It totally is. I mean, Jenny Arndt is actually a pretty... Like, I like Jenny quite a bit yeah. uh, for a, a fairly progressive, mm-hmm. but she's fairly libertarian in her notions. Mm. And she's, in my humble opinion, like the most rational person on the city council right now. Really? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've briefly, you know, looked at who I had to vote for and... Yeah, I don't say that. I'm not that current either. Yeah. So, so I mean... There was a time when I was very into politics and like lived on Twitter and really and it wasn't good for my mental health. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah, I would say I deleted Twitter probably two years ago and haven't looked back. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, I still I I know what my beliefs are. Yeah, tell me about that. And yeah, I just. For me, I think people assume, you know, as a small business, I'm like, oh, no taxes, blah, blah, blah. But you yeah. know what? I like my parks. I like my roads to be nice. I yeah. go home to Indiana. I'm like, these roads are shit. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but it does afford you a lot of nice things that I think people take for gra- granted. And I'm like, I'm going to be fucking paying taxes no matter what. Right. I'm not in a bracket where people are getting rid of them for me. <laughs> right. You know? Right, So right. I'm just like, this is my life. I want fair taxes but i know i'm going to pay taxes and i want everybody else to pay taxes yeah yeah that's what makes me mad so that's probably would be like a political soapbox for you would be people that benefit from the system that that don't pay taxes yeah that bothers me yeah um and so there's a lot of games you know there's a lot of tax code things yeah tax codes eighty thousand pages or something right yeah and the supreme court is looking at some case right now that could like blow the whole thing up oh is that right yeah that'd be Um, great it sounds like it would not be. Even Paul even Paul Ryan is like, uh, I'm not for a wealth tax, but this sounds bad. So oh. yeah, if you know he's on board with like Interesting. this. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I mean Yeah, wealth tax would be devastating. Wealth tax frankly. would be devastating. Um, I mean, as far as um other political issues, yeah. you know, women's rights are pretty important to me as a woman. And yet you came on here talking about how you're not like a girl boss thing. Yeah, whatever. I don't think I have to be like girl power. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody's entitled to healthcare. <laughs> have you felt um discriminated against in your career for being a woman? I would say specifically the one time and this kind of like happened early in the it happened one time when I was in at the engineering firm, because obviously okay. it was like mostly men. Sure. I was not a secretary. I was not an admin to any of these engineers. Okay. Sure. Um, I remember one time two of these engineers were having a meeting and they the one emailed me a document and was like, Can you print this out? Okay. I came into his office and I said, Is this all you needed? And he said, Yeah, thanks. And I said, Never ask me to do that again. It's not my job. Like, print it off yourself. Was he in a meeting? Like, with a they, client or something? No, it was him and another guy that worked there. They just oh. couldn't be bothered to walk to the coffee machine. <laughs> and I was across the, the road. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they wouldn't ask the other engineer, like, the right. lowly was that, engineer guy. Was that a guy. male thing? Maybe. He, he didn't ask the other engineer that was sitting right next yeah, to me. Yeah, fair, fair. Or even, like, the admin. Like, it was, like, weird. It was, like, the one time I was, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that says something, though. That was the one time. Well, it's that and then... um, Or maybe a few times, but not a lot. Not a lot. But I'm, like, a no-not. You know, like, I can hang with the guys and I don't let them do that crap to me. 
Um, there was another time, and I, it probably wasn't that I was a woman, but it's that my business is very women-centric and mm. men don't understand it. Well, sure. I mean, you saw me ignorant as all get out. No, it's fine. You wouldn't. Stuff. Why would you want? Why would you know? Even women don't even understand right, the right. process. But I was up for the Chamber Small Business Award. Oh. And a friend of mine was on the uh, selection process, and she told me how it all went down afterwards. Okay. And I was up against, it was like between me and Community Auto at the end. Mm, mm-hmm. And, um, who almost nobody's ever heard of. They're like tucked away over there. They, I mean, they're great, whatever. Yeah, sure. But like, I had, my answers were dialed in. Like, I was <laughs> doing well, like, I was up and coming, and, I had like, they asked like how you like, you know, use technology in your business. Like I was tech, you know? So I had all of these things like really answered well, but there was like one guy on the committee that was like, I don't even understand why this is in this business category. (laughs) He didn't understand that I was like a full store and like a brick and mortar. He thought I was like a wedding planner, like couldn't be bothered to like learn anything about it. Yeah, that's fair. And so ever since then, I'm like. But that's ignorance, not misogyny. Seems like to me, but like he, it could have been a tech company that he didn't really understand. Fair, and yeah. he would have maybe been like, yeah, yeah. "This is this is a company I don't understand, but it makes sense that it's here." So, what do you think? Like, I don't think it happens a lot. Should the government have an active role in making sure it doesn't happen more? Like, I've been hearing like affirmative action kind of stuff. Well, affirmative action, and even like the I've I've heard a lot of horror stories about abuse of FMLA. Lately, oh. like a bad employee will, like before they get fi- just before they get fired, a lot of times, like mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, I I need some mental health stuff." Yeah, and, and then well, take think... twelve weeks off or some baloney, and then quit. yeah, which they're gonna do that anyways. But I guess well, but most of the time you don't have to pay them for twelve weeks first. But I because think... that's a lot. Oh, it's a lot. I mean, the thing that I think is beneficial in like for females when your kid gets sick. Yeah. Who stays home? Right. Who stays home? Like, you know, the mom. Like, our jobs are just not as important somehow. Mm. Well, or the kids need you more. Do they? I, what am I yeah. doing different? You know, I don't... I mean, Literally for the nothing. first several years, you have the boob, right? But I but didn't. I didn't. Fair. So there was no difference. But if, do you not think there's a difference in the way that children... Like, for me... I, my relationship with my father didn't really become very important to me until I was like becoming a teenager. Yeah, I mean, um, and that and that was when I was becoming a man and not a child. I and think it's because so for me that was the the perspective. But I think dads could play it different. They just yeah, <laughs> and check I out or listen, whatever. Right. My husband is awesome. I'm so blessed to have like a partner, yeah, and he has fair. been from the beginning. But even he knows that he falls into this, like, typical husband role right? with things that, like, and he really prides himself on, like, being different and, yeah, like, yeah. doing different things. And I look at some people and I'm like, I would, I could never be married to this guy. Like, he <laughs> leaves for two weeks to hunt, like, get all the way out of here with that. Um, but there's still some <coughs> things where I'm just like, why is this my job? Like, when did I sign up for this? My, uh... My dresser was magically filled with clean underwear and socks this morning oh. um, after yesterday. And I never, I, I help out clean the house once in a while. Yeah. And, and I almost never do laundry. Um, and my wife almost never cooks a meal. Yeah. Like she's cooked like six times. Yeah, that's in 20 nice. Years. 
And like to me, that's a nice trade-off. That's an awesome trade-off. Right? And I'd like to cook, and she's a much more clean-oriented person. Mm-hmm. Like if she wanted me to do the laundry, they'd be done. Yeah, <laughs> and you do. Not you as do good. find your strengths in the yeah. relationship. Like yeah. Jason from the beginning has always done bedtime because he's always gotten up really early for work. Right. So, you know, I'm the Perfect. mornings, even though I'm not a morning person and he's the nighttime, even though he's not a nighttime person. So that's how we find, you know, balance. But there's definitely still some things where I'm like. So you don't think that you naturally have an easier connection with young children than your husband? Um, No. No. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Our kids. Right. You know? Well, and you raise your kids yeah, as you, Yeah, we all live right? in the same house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all know each other pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No, I think that if he, you know, he's always like, I could be a stay-at-home dad. And, um, yeah. But I, I'm like. I, that sounds like, every, like every sugar guy mama thinks to it's me. great right. because, <laughs> but there's so much dumb stuff that go. I mean, camp season is around the corner. Like, in January, you have to basically, like, book all of your camps for <laughs> right. the summer. Right, And it's. An ordeal. And it's something that not only do, you know, the moms do, but we also know that it's on the on the horizon. Yeah. You know, it's not like if I wasn't like, hey, Jason, could you do the camps thing? He wouldn't he would do it. Right. But it's like you got to anticipate that the camps need to be signed up for. That's the mental load. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And well, I'm Jill's the detail person in our family. And I'm like, not. I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm organized, but I'm not like it's a lot. It it's a lot to take on. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like so to go back to that question: Is there things that government should do to well, I bring do, about more justice, well, or is it more about a people change? I think like, as is far it a heart as, like, change and a F- culture change and whatever? I think it's a culture change, and I do see like the younger people coming up seeing their dads being more present, and yeah. like you know, I do think they're gonna just like think differently about the world anyway um so you know i have a lot of like high hopes for this generation i know people like kind of crap on them because they're on their you know computers and phones all the time but as am i (laughs) yeah right as am i so i think it's happening do i need do i think the government needs to step in i think there's places where it could be helpful like for fmla it's like i i am the one that would have to stay home you know like not yeah, have to stay home, but it's like if if my kid was out for a month with mono, right? Like my job would get sacrificed, and I know that over COVID that happened with a lot of right. moms. Right. Like a lot of moms didn't re-enter the workforce. Well, and that's I mean, frankly, that's one of the reasons I favor small business over large. Yeah, like, like I don't know, you know, in almost got married about a year ago. Yeah, you know, in one or two or three years. She'll want to have a leave of absence to have a baby, probably, oh, yeah. or something, right? And I would love to be able to take amazingly good care of yeah. her. And like, I don't want to be forced to do that because right. if I was a two or three person business hanging on by a thread, and now I've got to give her four months mm-hmm. paid leave, uh, you could know. kill me, you know, or it could prevent me from ever wanting to take the risk of starting something. Yeah, but so that that's sucks my because, fear. like. You know, women are going to get pregnant and like yeah, so choose to, to choose be dis- good employers. You know, I don't know, but not everybody's a good employer when it comes down to it. I mean, I so have leave them. Like we will have far fewer bad employers if people just leave. There's them. a lot of bad employers. Oh yeah, a lot of people that I'm even friends with, and I'm just like, why wouldn't you do that for your team? <laughs> right, you know, like right. like stuff that I do. I'm just like, of course I'm going to do that for them. But I know a lot of people would be like, uh, no. Yeah. 
Well, and that's and why it's, that it's hard like. to scale, right? Like it's hard to scale a business yeah. with those kind of more flexible things. It's hard. And yeah. it's not always an easy decision to make. And so I think that, you know, when, you know, like Colorado steps in and they're, you know, doing these five paid sick days and things right, like right. that, it's like at the end of the day, what is this one? Like for me personally, you know, but I'm a small, like my, what I can afford to pay hourly is what I can afford. And it's also okay if it's like a day they don't work that I have to pay for. You know what I mean? (laughs) If I was making a lot more money, I would think that I would budget this into my, yeah. Also, it's like as people scale, they get stingier yeah there's almost some truth to that so somebody i think has to kind of be like hey they're still like people and they (laughs) brought you this success and yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what the answer is i I don't think there's a great answer but i do think there's a happy medium and a compromise that like you can't leave it up to businesses to always make the best decision yeah Yeah. no i think unfortunately only if you had a virtuous society yes we're drifting farther from that 100 percent greedy greedy people in the in the, I, I like to think of politics as instead of like Democrats, Republicans, more uh, libertarian, authoritarian. So get rid of those first labels. Okay. Where, 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 where should our nation be on that spectrum? I think in the middle, like yeah. you know, I've, I always talk about this. Like one trip I went to, and at the hotel there was a libertarian conference. Oh, great! And these guys were trying to tell me that I need to get this other passport because if America's, you know banking system fails oh right do you know about yeah this? i've heard of you that you can get this like, other passport yeah, yeah. if your grandma was like a first generation they're like yeah you know if you're if america fails or whatever you can go to italy it was where i would be go i was like sir really? do you think Italy's going to be doing any better off than america <laughs> right. if we are failing like yeah, get yeah. all the way that's out the, of here that's with the that. vacant threat of everybody is yes. like well if trump gets reelected, i'm moving to canada well yeah well what canada do you think is going to be worse. happening yeah it's just kind of like let's pump the brakes here a minute yeah. it's still pretty okay to live here. i'm pretty all about localizing like i think if we I think you have to. like i think globalization is natural and normal yeah. but it also um leads itself to like a one world government kind of notion and yeah. stuff and i think that's going to be terrible for humanity i think and it's, so localizing is more better i th- more better i think that it's really important to be involved in your community and know that like change happens from you and then yeah, outward yeah. um but you can't ignore what's going on in the country because everything is so connected totally. yeah um so i think well, there and politics is... being used as a stick like yeah like trump raising or eliminating the the federal tax write-off for state income tax right was such a like uh, i don't know what the right term is but a dick move to like california and yeah. new york we don't know yeah right and, 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 and vice versa like there was a lot of other things like yeah. Opening the border was but it's frankly like, a slap in the face of yeah. the Republican Party in Texas yeah. in particular for not being stepping in line in Arizona. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> when it comes down to it, how does that affect us yeah, here yeah. in Fort Collins? Well, it will. I mean, Europe's showing a, a lot of signs of how they've been infected by infected? Yeah, affected and uninfected. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, there's there's a strong infection going on in Europe right now that's going to be dangerous to them in years to come. Okay. Um, family or? Oh, we can talk about faith. family. I've already sprinkled in my husband. Yeah. 
Tell me about Jason Moore. Where where did you find him? Um, We had mutual friends. We actually both moved out here in 2007 together. It's funny. I never really like did the dating apps or anything like that. Nothing. Never. When I met him, we I saw him at a party and I didn't talk to him. But he left, and I was like, who's this guy? He's, like, very tall, very handsome. And he was a volunteer firefighter at the firefighter at the time, so he had, like, his uniform back, on. You're talking about back mid, mid Here. Midway. Oh, here. here. We met here. When you first got here, yeah. he was, like, there right away. Yeah. So in 2000, literally, I met him the month before I opened my store. Yeah, gotcha. So, um, oh, so you navigated this other stuff and whatever. Yeah, it wasn't never. Right I way, never but... did the dating apps or anything like that. Like, when I moved here, it was kind of one of those things where – I went through my glow up, and so people were, like, more willing to hook me up with people <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so was this a glow up, like, you Kurt, got I will slim? Show you pictures. You, no, you, I looked, like, you just I, had bad hair? It was, all, it was anything uh, you could think of. Like, it was a lot. It was a journey for me, but it's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been not very attractive most all my life, and so it's hard for me to understand together, directly. You know? I was five foot one from... No. I was four foot 11 at the beginning of seventh grade and five foot one at the end of 10th grade. No way. Oh, and yeah. then you had a big growth spurt yeah, after Yeah, six high inches school? a year. No, junior year and senior year, I grew six inches. No so, way. So when I went to college, I was six foot almost three and 132 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Just a little guy. Super sexy. Just a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little guy and a tall guy's body. <laughs> No, weight like weight guys weight means like nothing to me sometimes we used to sell tuxes and i always take jason as a my like touchstone because i know yeah, how tall he's he tall. is six three four he's six, five. Six, and, six six oh yeah and he wouldn't want me to tell you his weight right now but i'm like that sounds like an okay weight to me i don't know <laughs> right so when guys would come and be like this is what a, how tall i am and this is what i weigh i wouldn't be like no it's not <laughs> you're looking me in the eye well and some people are so much Thicker and not thick yeah. than others, or like right? Like I got little different. bird arms. Like your wrists yeah. are probably as big around as mine. So funny, but I guarantee you, I can beat your arm wrestling or in a and like a, throwing a ball, yeah, or apparently. throwing a ball, yeah. yeah. You're so strong. Well, you know, <laughs> You're sweet beautiful for that. too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so humble, humble, most yeah. humble person I've ever met, right here. <laughs> Aside from me, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, see, he is. We met and. um I had to text him first, and our first date was actually the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Which, at the time, I was like, yeah, okay. At the time, it was odd to me because the Super Bowl still felt like, almost like Thanksgiving. Like, you spend it with your <laughs> friends was and sacred. your family. Hey, you're going to bring me to your Super Bowl party? Yeah, and we like, weren't to going to a party. We were going oh. to a bar to watch it. Oh, okay. Just the two yeah. of us. And yeah. I was like, why doesn't this man have friends to watch this with? <laughs> why is this his first instinct so um and then as i was telling our friends about the first date they were like well you know that's like a six hour football game that right. you're just gonna be at this bar with him and the way he tells it he's like we had parties we could go to because we had mutual friends and i'm like mm, okay <laughs> he just wanted some alone time yeah i guess which is so weird so that was our first date um but yeah i had Got his number from our friend at the party, and she was like, oh, that's Jason. He's single. He's totally looking. He's on Match. <laughs> so I went home, and I, like, at the time... I got a Match account. Yeah, you could, like, go and look for free. Free samples. So I went and looked at his Match account, and I was like, uh... He had, like, a yellow crotch rocket at the time. He was, like, super just, like, Midwestern guy. I don't know. And I was like, okay. But, um, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've got two littles. We have two littles. They're seven and nine, yep. and I would like a one-word description and name for each of them, please. Okay. Everly, her one-word description is God, emotional. She's just so emotional right now. Mm. She's a nine-year-old. She's a nine-year-old girl. And then Griffin is just goofy. I like it. Okay. I've, I've, I've been uh, whimsical was a name that oh, actually whimsical? that Larry Dolgan gave to me. He's like, oh, really? too whimsical. Whimsical. I'm like, I don't know. Life is fun. It's good. Yeah, like, that's great. He's just like. Be groovy about it. He's here to have a good time, and I'm for that. <laughs> the emotional stuff, I'm like, <laughs> go see your dad. <laughs> what, what's Evelyn's superpower? Everly. Everly, sorry. Her superpower is she, gosh, she can like shake things off. You know what mm, I mean? Like yeah. for as upset as she gets. Yeah. Have it's a meltdown, and then done. eight minutes later, she's like, okay. She's good. <laughs> I like she's that. She's good. That'll help her. That'll do her well. Yeah. So resilience, I guess. Um, but I'm like, oh, can we like, a <laughs> we little can less. avoid the meltdown. Yeah, a little less <laughs> up and down. And then Griffin's superpower is he's just like, mm, he's just like big man on campus already. I dig you it. You know? That's, uh, he's awesome. You know. And he doesn't try. He, he doesn't have to try. Right, right. It's just like I go to his class and his Yeah, it's not are... like Napoleon syndrome or anything like that. No, he's just like he's, got the cred. First of all, the tallest kid. So oh, he's got yeah. that cred that already. Right. He's like sporty. And these little boys come up to me and they go, we're friends with Griff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm his mom. Beat that. <laughs> so yeah, they're funny. Uh, we haven't even touched on faith in this whole conversation oh, so far. Do you have no that in faith. your background? No faith? No. Oh, so when you were talking about physics, actually, I wrote this down. When I was a kid, and probably when you were a kid, there was like this kind of notion that there was either God or the Big Bang. Well, is right? that not still a notion? No. Seriously? No, you haven't been keeping up. Like since the <laughs> Can you tell? Since the Webb telescope came out uh-uh. and they've taken some measurements and stuff, now they're like, the the pictures of the Big Bang and the evidence around that suggest that it had to have been planned. There has to have been an intelligent designer that set up the criteria before this Big Bang happened. Mm, interesting. Um, so I will research those that. Christians like myself and, and just yeah. people that believe that, you know, laptops don't come from laptop factory explosions or whatever. Like, uh-huh. yeah, so that, anyway, that's the, that's the notion now is that there's too much mm, math and physics data-based evidence that... Like the shit was figured out before it popped off. Interesting. Yeah. Where yeah. Uh, can you cite your sources? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll text you. <laughs> some. Yeah, I would love to. I, read I about can't that. remember right off. Did it you was ever... a Lex Friedman podcast okay. was the big one. Um, the, uh, maybe about hmm, six months ago. Three okay. To, three, four to six months ago. Have you ever read or listened to Sapiens? I have. Okay. Yeah, I read that book. That was a great book. Totally meaty, real Very. meaty. Yeah, yeah. Um. But that's just kind of a book that I read, and I'm like, how can people be religious? Yeah. Well, I I think, like, have you heard the term walking meat bags before? No. Well, like, if, if, if you're not religious at all, like, if God isn't real, if there isn't, like, a natural law, okay. right? Like, the natural rights of man kind of notion and what, like, do we have individual kind of bursts of autonomy where we have kind of rights? Well, then, like, they're really, then the state is, either the, either the state is the decider of all law, mm-hmm. but, but, which isn't just all law, it's all right and wrong, which we've seen the state 
make lots of terrible decisions, yeah. our state and other nation states and whatever. Or the third choice is really that we're all just walking meat bags and there should not be any morality. And if I can get further Stab myself me, yeah. from stabbing you to death, yeah. then I should just grab your purse out there, your little fanny pack yeah. thing, and like, bye. Nobody ever knew you were coming on today. So you think the reason there is good in us is because of... Kind of this notion of value. Like, I think you're valuable far and away above what value you have to me. Gotcha. Like, I think you have an intrinsic value. I guess based I don't on have a problem with, alive. like, I don't have a problem with any of it. I should preface that, like, do you? You don't discriminate against do Christians no. or anything like that. Yeah. No, never, never, never. Um, I just am always like, why is your religion the way, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like. No, I, I asked that question for 10 years. Yeah, and so that's where I'm kind of like, even, you know, I have some very Catholic friends sure. and then some very Christian friends and. To me, they're both the same, but, <laughs> that actually, they're, but they're not. Well, when I, was, when I was graduating high school, like Northern Ireland was bombing, the, the, the Irish Catholics were yeah. bombing the Protestant Christians and stuff. And I was like, well, if Christians treat each other this way, I got no part of that. Like, yeah. I'm not interested. Um, for me, it was data-driven. Like, there's just too much in the Old Testament of the Bible that points to too much of documented real stuff in the New Testament. And it's like, oh, it looked kind of like this is the best data set You're calling that, that I can find. like, data, though? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, things written down, like, <laughs> so have you, you've heard of the term prophet, right? Yeah. You've heard of uh, Isaiah, mm-hmm. the prophet, and mm-hmm. all these other prophets and stuff. And what people think about that term, that notion, mm-hmm. is that, like, a prophet is someone that predicts the future. Yeah. Uh, a psychic, virtually, a, 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 a foreteller. Yeah. But that's like a minor part of how the Bible would define a prophet or or students of the Bible. In reality, prophets see things more clearly than other people. Mm. And like the bulk of what all those prophets in the Old Testament said was, you know, things like, you're doing it wrong, repent, change, Mm -hmm. do it different because you're on the wrong track and shit's going to happen. And then Mm -hmm. shit happened and... They found out. Parted. Yeah, I fuck around and find out. Sees well. That no, that was a miracle, not a not a prophecy, right? A but you're taking that as like facts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about the seas parted. Uh, that but could have been a metaphor. Your, it's written in your data. It could have been a metaphor. I don't know. There's like, like it's all very like on the like the, the opening of Genesis it. on the seventh day he rested. Like it wasn't seven days it was it was epochs per, perhaps of time yeah. or things like that it's yeah. just metaphorical and somebody created it yeah like uh, and and you can choose to or not to uh, uh believe that that thing that created it is still actively involved yeah like I, to me that's the big decision like it's almost certain to me that some intelligent force had to have created this thing mm-hmm. um and whether or not that person is still, like, doing stuff, yeah, I don't know. Like, I tend to think yes, just because I've seen too many evidences of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of a lot of documented stuff. And there's no proof. Like, it wouldn't require faith if I had faith. Or if I, if it, like, it wouldn't be called faith if you could prove it. Right. Totally. Right. <laughs> just like totally. a lot of physics and a lot of big space. I think... Yeah, I think the main problem I have is that, like, when people say religion, it's like, 
Christianity, but it's like, why does that have to be the one that mm. you go to? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not everybody's religion. Oh, for sure. So. No, that's why I call it faith. Yeah. Because I, I think it's more important, frankly, that a person has a faith in something that's beyond themselves I than think... that they... But why? I mean, for me, I mean, as a Christian, I would say Jesus wins, right? Like, he's, the, the to me, the clearest lens at the nature of the creator. Okay. And the nature of a relationship with the creator. And, like, for happiness of people or... Or even just right-sizing yourself and your perspective. Like but I would say yeah. I don't have that. You don't have that. And I'm happy. Fair. And I'm, you know, aside when, you know, from stealing keychains, I sure. feel like I tend to do the yeah. right <laughs> Sorry thing. Sorry to bring that back up again. No, it's fine. But well, what's I, the right thing, though? And who decides what the right thing is? Me. Just you. I mean, not so just me. So what if me. I decided the right thing was to stab you right now? I mean, but... Why? Well, the law would say it wasn't. I mean, people in the Bible stab each other all the time. Sure. So what's the difference? Well, but that does, that's a story. That's not saying it's okay to stab each other. Yeah. Like, I think, have you ever gotten into the Bible? Have you I, never so, any background? So we, um, we grew up Lutheran. My parents, I wouldn't say, went to church. Ish. I was baptized Lutheran like when I was Christian a baby. Like Christian Easter Lutherans kind of. Yeah. And then when I was in, I would always go with friends. And I would say I would go often with friends. Okay. And in probably ninth grade through uh, junior year, I went to church all the time. Like I would go to like church, oh. church camps and yeah. like everything. Was community in ways. Yeah. It was my community. And I think that's kind of where it ended. Like there was specifically one church camp I went to. That they were kind of like, this is when you should go up and be saved, and mm. this is it. And I was like, this feels like a farce to me. Like, I feel not authentic. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of, like, dropped down after that. You know, I still, anytime anybody invites me, I go. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Of course. And then, you know, but then I, I'm kind of reminded of, like, mm, it doesn't, like, feel well, right. And, but if you don't even really believe in a creator for us, it's hard to believe in a salvation but I guy, think, right? But I believe in, like, the community. Okay. I believe that it is for people that need it, you know? Yeah. Do I think everybody that believes is good? <laughs> well... But then it's like, then no, why? I'm not good. But if they have this, then shouldn't they be doing good right, right. things? No, I get according that too. to you. Well, no, not at all. I because... guess I just don't get it. Yeah, and, yeah. And why is that the one that we always default to? Well, that was kind of frankly because the people that came here to America 200 yeah, years ago. Yeah, I mean, I get ago, that. Like, that's where they came from, right? <laughs> I mean, I get that. That was in their perspective. But like, if we were in China or like in India, we would be having a completely different conversation about Right. Or if we were in Europe in 50 years, we'd be Muslim. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Uh, or die, probably. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. We don't have to do a comparative religion conversation <laughs> here, but. Uh... But yeah, that's. I don't have problems with it. I have questions, is what yeah, I always tell yeah, my yeah. friends. And, you know, and they're nice enough to like, sit down and talk to me and, you know, I can talk about it all day long. Like I was in that, that yeah, world yeah, yeah. for a long time. It's not and foreign to you. No, not at all. It's just, and I would never tell my kids like, Ooh, we're never going to church, like blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Like I would let them do whatever they wanted to do and like make their own choices that way. Yeah. So Fair enough. I just want them to be good people and I don't want them, 
I just think when it comes down to like the Bible, people get very like picky choosy about what they want to mm. believe and how they interpret no, it. For sure. <laughs> no question. How it works for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Politically or No, I I mean morally. I'm an anti power structure guy. So yeah. uh I'm probably like in that libertarian authoritarian, I'm like way over on the mm-hmm. libertarian. I would never be part of a big church. Yeah. Like be a part of a mega church. Like yeah. I'd rather be a customer of Wells Fargo. Yeah. Or <laughs> JP Morgan Chase. <laughs> like it's gross and I'm not gonna do it. Um, I'm a big Chase Gallery. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, but I I mean, for me, I like I said don't want to live in an echo chamber. Yeah. I want to hear everybody's point of view. Everybody I talk to about religion, I I think I almost prefer talking about religion over politics because I don't know. It just it doesn't get as heated. It just like comes yeah. from a place yeah. of like understanding. I like, hope I come from curiosity rather than Yeah. yeah I mean a hundred percent, you know, and everybody I talk to is very much just like, well, this is what I believe and I've lived it and like i've seen it and this is why i believe that and i'm like okay i believe (laughs) i get why you believe for me i haven't experienced that yeah that's fair so well that's that i hope you find it maybe i'm not worried about it (laughs) (laughs) um and i will invite you to church by the way okay uh Mm. christmas is coming up here actually real soon so If you're missing that Christmas Eve service, just let me know. Okay. Um, the loco experience, the closing segment. I know. Uh, the I craziest. Don't have you don't have any crazy experiences. Okay. I this is the dumbest story, but I'll tell it. And it's not even like that crazy. But I was like, what is one thing? Because you were like, yeah, something off. Something the cuff. nobody would really know about yeah. you. And I'm like, okay, well, there was this time in college, and it's not even that good of or, or juicy of a story, <laughs> okay. but it's so random. And I don't think I felt I told anybody I did this. Okay. It was I like it. I had no, I had no job prospects. Okay. I was very like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It was like the first time in your life when you're like, what the hell? I'm super yeah, awesome. I was Why like, do not these people understand yes. that? Just you know a reckoning. And I was I don't know what I was doing, but I was online, and they were like casting for this reality show. In Atlanta, and okay. Tennessee was only like three hours away from Atlanta. So I just like ditched school one day, went down to like this casting call. Yeah, yeah. For this reality show that I had no business like being a part of. I was, it was called Starting Over. Okay. And it was basically the premise was these women had gone through some like big life experience and had to like literally start over. Like they had a divorce, right, maybe they right. like lost a baby, something. So, <laughs> I was like, um, I'm graduating college and I'm starting a new life. Like, needless to say, I did not get it. But I mean, what a what a weird like college thing to do. Like I I didn't tell anybody where I was that day, and I drove three hours to Atlanta. I could have like anything could have happened. So not the craziest thing I've ever done, but definitely like I, looking back, I'm like, what was I doing? Like the lost of all lost people. I uh, nobody else knows this hardly except for a few, but like I went and talked to NBC when they were uh, down in Denver for America's Next Great Restaurant. Oh, you did? I did when you had your truck. No, be- way before, oh, years really? before then. No. And my boss at the time uh, was like, yeah, you could have the day off for that. And I took my friend Mike, and we both pitched restaurants to America. And that was kind of one of the spur moments to being like, I think I want to be a restaurateur instead of a banker when I grow up. No way. Yeah, yeah. See, so that's so funny. We have some Look at mutual, us. Uh, Just trying out for there. things. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> and they, they didn't call me back either. I know. I wish uh, I, I mean, I guess I was like, I feel like such a square. Like, I don't like do... 
But I'm not. Like, yeah, I do yeah. risky things well, all the that, time. I, frankly, I suspect that that moment had more to do with the rest of your life than you've given it credit for. I think for. so. Maybe. I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this thing that nobody else does, which was like kind of the vibe at the time. Yeah. That, so, I don't know. I dig it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we spent this time together. Sorry for taking us well, over. Thank you. It was I know. Like I feel a... like I don't know anything about, you know, I don't, I like, I pride myself on being like the Oh, one... you want to, you want to listen to me more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so... sorry. Well, you should have asked more questions. I then. know. I'm sorry. Well, next time. I just get into these stories about your <laughs> bridal. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I thank think you're you. Cool. Thanks so much, Kurt. You I appreciate soon. you having me on. Godspeed. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loco Experience Podcast, produced and sponsored by Loco Think Tank. This is your producer, Alma Ariano. Check out our website at thelocoexperience.com to find all of our episodes, nominate future guests, or leave us a message. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at The Loco Experience. To support the show, please subscribe and share it with your favorite people. Until next time, stay loco.